0: 40-year-old boy podcast. Pro- progress is being made, folks, incremental though it may be. Uh, you know, you were all kind last week to listen to last week's uh, festival of brain opening. I tore apart my skull and then threw my brain on the floor and kicked it around for a while for you guys after a day's delay and... Uh you're very nice. Again, you're, you're indulgent and cool. And I appreciate that very much. We're all friends. We're all in this together. It's been 12 years. You know who the fuck you're dealing with at this point. You know, what kind of a fella I am. You know who I am. You know, I'm going to find a clock tower at some point and perch up there and pretend to shoot people because I'm too chicken to own a gun. You know that about me? See, that's the thing. You never have to worry about me just snapping and fucking everybody up because I don't, I don't, I'm not going to shoot anybody. What the fuck? Even if I, even if I had all of the fucking like, walmart shooter school shooter traits whatever the fuck you could see inside my brain uh you know i'm not gonna have a gun so what am i gonna do going to be mean to everybody that's what i'll do i'll just I'll be, like, I'll be like a school insulter i'll somehow sneak into a school columbine style with a big ass fucking trench coat and boots and whatever the fuck and i'll just i'll dylan klebold the shit out of you by making fun of your uncle that's what i'll do i'll make fun of your mom i'm not uh, there's not gonna be any lead flying just epithets <laughs> look at me baby i'm the goddamn don rickles of school shooters uh, it seems, it seems, re- no, let me ask you this. When Don Rickles was alive, did he ever think that he would be lumped in with Dylan Klebold? Do you think that ever thought uh, that that ever occurred to him as he looked in the mirror and realized he looked like a potato and then they made him into a potato in Toy Story? Isn't that wild? Do you think they, that had to be a thing, right? Where they're like, all right, we need somebody who looks like a fucking potato. Like Rickles is awesome. All right. There's no doubt. Rickles is a fucking badass, but the, he didn't get that role because of his fucking glib shoot 'em up style. He got that style fucking role because he looked like a potato. Like we need a dude who looks like a fucking uh, spud, a russet. We need a russet in here. We need a goddamn Idaho big boy. And who do they call? Rickles. I don't know if you know this. Rickles was known as the Idaho big boy in the, in the Rat Pack, amongst the Rat Pack. There was Frankie, and there was Sammy, and then there was Dino, and then there was Peter, who was kind of clinging. And then there was, uh, who was it, Ernie Bishop or who the fuck? It, uh, who the fuck it? Joey Bishop. Joey Bishop's in the Rat Pack, I think. And then Idaho big boy swaggers in. Any yeah, Frank I'm with people Frank I'm with Frank I'm with spuds Frank I'm a potato uh, I'm not a potato I'm a goddamn cantaloupe I'll tell you that that's what Rickles would say if he was straining against the leash of credulity um, I think I've used that incorrectly but I, I wanted to say straining against the leash of credulity because that's like uh, you know what that sounds like to me that sounds like uh, uh, is it the temptations standing in the shadows of love or is that the OJ's uh, or that might be uh, Bernadette four tops it's the four tops I apologize uh, it's not Bernadette. It's the four tops, the four tops, sing Bernadette with your friend, Levi Stubbs, uh, feed me Seymour, feed me all night long. They have a, uh, live action little shop of horrors going on now. Look, I don't know, man. I, I, maybe there aren't any other good works being, uh, uh invented. What are, what the fuck do I know? I just do this show over and over. So it's the same fucking thing. Hey, I'm sad. Show comes out Thursday night and Friday now. I understand. I, I shouldn't be calling out anybody else in the pop culture realm, but yet here we are. <laughs> Here's me doing it, motherfuckers. Um Uh wait, straining uh straining on the uh, image of credulity. Fuck, I wanted to sing that the way I sang fucking standing in the shadows of love. Uh, um and I know if I made a mistake, everybody will correct it because that's the thing now. That's all this show is now. Every, all you guys, you guys just red pen the fuck out of this show. That's what you listen for. Nobody listens to be entertained anymore. Everybody listens to go, ha ha, Mike, you, you screwed up. That guy was in Bonanza, not Ponderosa. I'm like, oh, all right, sorry. I fucked that up. Oh, Hoss and Little Joe. Uh, is Michael Landon Little Joe? Or was he, uh, he was, I think he was Scotty. Was that, is that a name in Ponderosa? Perhaps it was not. Hey, Scotty, what's going on, Scotty? Uh, that's not an old West name. You'd fuck up Scotty in the old West, right? There's fucking Tex and Dutch and all those other fucking guys at the bar drinking old Pather and talking about how they got to fucking pave a new world and kill the engines. And then who comes in? Hey, fellas. Oh, hey, Scotty. You know, Scotty doesn't wear a gun. Scotty wears, he wears a derby hat. You know who Scotty is? Scotty's the fucking boyfriend of, uh, of, uh, Dana Delaney in Tombstone. That fucking guy with the fucking mustache. Who, who Kurt Russell wanted to put four bullets into. Remember that fucking thing? Because she wanted Russell. She's just like, I got to get that Earp cock. Oh, my God. Dana Delaney's an actress. She comes to town. She goes, I need Earp cock. And meanwhile, she's got this dandy, this fop, this uh, this uh, tenderfoot, if you will, walking around in his derby with his goofy-ass mustache and a cane. Hey, I say, Mr. Earp, uh, will you keep an eye on my actress girlfriend? Will I go and get myself a spot of port? And uh, and then he went to do that, and Erp's just like, all right, let's do this. Fucking picks up her petticoats and rams her with the Erp cock, and that's it. And then he says you know, and he's like, you know what? I'm coming, I'm coming, and hell's coming with me. That's what he said as he blew a load in her. He just got her bent over the bar. He's like, oh yeah, ah, oh, I'm coming, I'm coming, and hell's coming with me. Just railing her with the Erp cock. You want some of the herpcock? cock? Who wants some herpcock? cock? Uh, I think we all do, right? Wouldn't you all have to fucking? Just worship at the sight of the Earp cock. That's, that's a guy who tamed the West. He tamed the West with that cock. Uh, even Billy the Kid was in fear, fear of the Earp cock. Is that who killed Billy the Kid, right? Wyatt Earp? I think it was, right? I, I don't know. It's, it's either him or uh, Bat Masterson. One of those fucking charming... I, 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 whenever they get these stories, there are always these weird stories about... Like Nobody knows the fucking thing about Billy the Kid, but those stories that come out, they're like, oh man, Billy the Kid... He was just vicious and vile, and he was the most feared man in the West. And then they're like, he was also 5'2", and he might have looked like Emilio Estevez. You're like, oh, okay, well, um, maybe the West wasn't so frightened of Billy the Kid. Because when I think of a scary dude, I think of a mutton chop dude who hasn't bathed in a month, right? That's, again, some coal miner. And you know who I think of? the, the There will be blood. I think of fucking uh, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis setting off that dynamite and fucking you know, laying on the floor of the mine and going, because he blew his fucking lungs out and he inhaled half the earth. But then he's laying there. He's got to crawl the fuck out. And then he's like, ha ha, I found some gold. He spits on it. And then he goes, he makes all his money as he's lying on his back in there cutting his gold dust because he fucked himself up with dynamite. That's a tough guy. That's a West Coast tough guy or an old West tough guy. I should say that's like an Earp. That's an Earp fella. But Billy, the kid is like, he looks like the wrestler from Breakfast Club. Sorry, I can't buy it. I cannot buy it, friends. I need a a John Wesley Harding, a man so mean he once shot a man just for snoring. That's what I want of the old West. When I played Red Dead Redemption 2, uh, you know, there there were some pretty boys, and there, but there was like uh, there was this guy named Micah and Micah was that's the dude you're scared of in the West. He just you know, what he looks he looks like Slender Man with a gun. Imagine that. Imagine being you know what? We're not scared enough of Slender Man, that tall, bony motherfucker who's scaring people and telling teenagers to stab one another. That's a spooky dude. But now you give him a fucking holster and a six gun. Holy shit. So the armed Slender Man. That's that's infinitely worse than Slender Man. Because Slender Man, he could just, you know what? He could hypnotize you into doing all sorts of bad things. And then when he's done with you, boom, two in the back of the skull. Blam, blam. Slender Man. Blam, blam. <laughs> blam, blam. Slender Man. That's a song by Van Halen off of fucking, I think it's off of balance. Blam, blam. Slender Man. <laughs> Look, man, I don't know how long this fucking show is going to be, but shouldn't that be the name of the show? Blam, blam. Slenderman. Slender Man. Uh, if you knew, if you only knew, like, all right, fuck! I'm just going to tell you, I'm going to reveal my genius to you, motherfuckers. That there's a song called "Wham Bam Amsterdam" by Van Halen off of Balance, and and I just went with "Blam Blam Slenderman" instead. And I mean, I'm talking. I haven't heard that fucking song in forever. It's not like I'm sitting in my house going, oh yeah, web, web, abs the I don't I don't give a fuck. That song means nothing to me. I just know of its existence deep in the catacombs of my mind. So all you motherfuckers who correct me on names and fucking shows that I get wrong or somebody's dead or somebody's alive, whatever the fuck, step the fuck off. Next time you think about typing me a correction, next time you think about texting me and going, "Um, unfortunately, when you mention this film, shut the fuck, you know what, fuck that. Blam, blam, slender, man. Take that and fucking run with it from now on forever that's the that's the answer whenever i fuck something up just go well all right the guy did fuck that up however he turned wham bam amsterdam into fucking blam blam slenderman and he hadn't heard that song in fucking years god damn it it's a victory lap i'm not going to lie to you fuck you know cuz usually i'm telling myself i can't do this and i'm like ah oh, boo hoo and you guys are like oh we hate mike and then i'm like all of a sudden wait a second blam blam slenderman and then everybody carries me out on their fucking shoulders yeah that's right that was, that was the Earpcock of music interpretation. That's what that was. Uh, all right. So with that, I didn't know what we were saying here. What were we talking about? We were talking about something. We had something on our minds. But do we have having on our minds? My mind is clearer now. Uh, all right. So I have nothing to talk to you guys about this week. That's one of the, uh, the hazards of having this life. Now, I I've, I've made incremental uh, passages. I've, I've made myself... Uh, step outside of my house a little bit, go out in the sun. Uh, isn't that weird? I'll, so I'm like, hey, man, what if I got some vitamin D inside my skin? What was I talking about? I was talking about, uh, oh, Micah. Yeah, Micah's a spooky dude. What the f- Wasn't there a point? There seemed to be a point in the beginning of the show where I was going, oh, yeah, let's talk about this. Uh, I was straining the images of credulity. And then of course we were standing in the shadows of love and then the four tops arrived. Oh, little shop. Bingo. Thank you, everybody. How are you? Look at me doing the connect the fucking dots in this adult brain of mine. Um, I'm going to sound again, like a grump here. And I don't mean to sound like a grump, although what the fuck let's grump it up. I'm 52. I should be a fucking grump at this point. I have, I've earned it. I got an ARP card. I should grump the shit out of everybody. Uh, I have an ARP card that's totally true I've not used one of those benefits I should start using that at the fucking theater right oh how are you shuddy do you have a sheet in the theater why, an old man close to the screen because my eyes are failing me uh why am I auditioning for voiceovers um speaking of that let's talk about that really quick uh hey Spencer Mahar Look at me. this is the show. Again, this show has just become like a birthday show. It's like Romper Room with the fucking mirror. Uh, Spence, because last week we talked about our friends, Mary Beth. We talked about our friends, Joel. Um, this week we talk about my friend Spencer Mahar. Spencer Mahar posted on my Westside 86 Jokers fan page uh, that there was a voiceover site that I could apply to and I could go ahead and use. And I, I I saw it. and I was like, that's pretty awesome. I was aware of this site's existence. And also you need $500 to become a member of this site. Well, right now I'm a, I'm a little short of the five bills. Uh, now, I could join up for free. Here's the thing. They're always like, hey, it's free or it's $500. And I, I got news for you. <laughs> if you join free, uh, your name will be on the bottom of a list of every like they'll never see your name, that kind of thing. You you should do the $500, which makes sense. And and uh, and I it's a business. They're they're putting you in front of prospective employers and all that kind of shit. And that's totally cool. But it was great of Spencer to think of me. And so I saw it. But I haven't been able to sign up yet because of the five bills. And I didn't want to write on the page. Yeah, dude, unfortunately, it's five bills, but I'll get to it as soon as I can. But it was really nice. But so here's what I did, of course, because I'm a genius. Uh, I didn't even say thanks, Spence, which I should have. So then today, uh, Spencer, like, uh, you know, uh, 12 hours later, wrote, well, this fell flat. No, it didn't fall flat. I am glad you thought of me. And it makes me very happy. And yes, uh, I should be better about going ahead and replying, going, hey, guess what, man? This sounds like a good idea. Except I need fucking five Ben Franklins to get into the fucking game. Uh, so, but thank you for thinking of me, and I will eventually use that as soon as I get the five bills and sign up because it makes much more sense than just uh, sitting in my house and going, oh, "Why won't anybody pay me to voiceover?" <laughs> and fucking boohoo. Uh, when in reality, these fucking people should be like, "Hey, is that Bam Bam Slenderman? Let's get that fucking guy." Or Blam Blam. I was Blam Blam because it was Wham Bam and Blam Blam. That was the that's the crucial twist. Listen to me, fuckers. That's the goddamn crucial twist. And wham bam Amsterdam and blam blam Slenderman, blam blam Slenderman. God Amsterdam, it's perfect. I am so good at this, motherfuckers. Uh, which is why a guy like Spencer Mahar reaches out to me and he goes, "Hey Mike, you should do voiceovers via this site." But here's here's my favorite thing, his cryptic thing. He's like, "We use this all the time." Now, I don't know if Spencer has a business that uses voiceover people. I don't know if like he and his family are hiring people to narrate their Christmas cards or anything like that. What if that was the case? What if Spencer's that rich? I don't want to make this phone call. Let's get somebody from voices.com to do it. You know, hello, this is Spencer Mahar. Would you please? Would you please? I. What what is this word? Oh, you're fired. Let's get a new guy. Uh, because Spencer's got that kind of dough, man. But anyway, he had the wherewithal to recommend me and I appreciate that very much, Spencer. Thank you. Uh, and it's not that I didn't appreciate it. I, I'm, I'm, I don't participate in online nonsense so much anymore and it's my own fault. You know, Max is doing these decrees and, and he's like, you got to write some of these decrees. And I'm like, yes, I definitely, I definitely should. And I, and I want to, and I've written decrees in the past. Um, so I need to write decrees, but then I find myself not doing it and I'm like, ah, Fuck. Um, you know, cause we've written some in the past and he's been very nice. He's like, well, I'll use some of the ones you wrote in the past. Uh, but then he's creating new ones, of course. And then I'm like, uh, well, you know what? How about this? Here's a decree. Blam, blam, slender man. Uh, so anyway, my point is I don't like on Facebook or, 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 or anything like that. Uh, I don't really come in and I don't go, Hey everybody. Um, you're fuck. I should. Uh, and I should thank people, uh, and say hi. And I will, I, I, have talked about being better going forward and all that kind of stuff. But I, uh, but then at the same time I wound up exhausted, um, because there were, what what I see the other day, some dude, all right, look, I'm going to share this. I, I really should not, but it is it. I want, (laughs) I want to post it so bad. But I can't. And I'm I'm cackling now, and I'm gonna you're gonna you guys are gonna be like, what a fucking terrible person. But I I don't care. The incongruity of it is is this is the funniest thing I've ever seen on Facebook. This is this I'm going to share it with you, although I, I can't share it all the way, but I have to share it with somebody. I shared it with Max. And I and he was like he's like, you should post it on the, the this is dumb that's dumb page. But even then, it's just too it hits too close to home. Uh I saw on social media um, someone lost uh, his his significant other. And he was he's he was I guess, you know, she passed away like six months ago or a year ago. I don't even know. And he included a photo of the two of them. And it's him and his his significant other. And she's uh, she's wearing a hat uh, that features the logo of a professional sports organization. And it's just a cute picture. They went to a, a game. And uh, and then he writes this impassioned Five paragraph, just rending of garments., uh, he's still incredibly sad. he's he's just destroyed over her loss and he doesn't know what to make of his life. and it's it's written with that kind of passion. just, oh Lord, please guys shine a light in your darkness and show me what to do because I still don't know what to do without my beloved Joan or whatever. you know, that that kind of thing, where right? the kind of thing you used to tell your priest or your friend, uh, and you, cause you didn't have a keyboard with a connection to the earth. You know what I mean? And I, and I, I'm not, I'm not coming after anybody. Everybody share your emotions any way you want to. Anybody deal with whatever you've got. To, again, this world is a fucking wood chipper. Do whatever you got to do to make it as easy as possible for you to get up in the morning, throw water in your face, jump in the shower, have a fucking egg and see strangers and do whatever you got to fucking do to stay alive another day. All right. Uh and and then look, we're not in children of men times yet. All right, that's another thing. It's like well, you know, we everybody out there is like, oh, oh my god, it's terrible. Like uh, again, people All right. I'll, I'll get all right. Let me jump. I'll, I'll do the let me, I'm going to make a note here so I don't forget this. But but people do that all the time. You know that with the with the social media Everybody is just they're just they all have their own street corner and their own bullhorn and they're all, oh, please, oh, I, I can't believe this film is so bad. Yeah, whatever the fuck it, you just I and I and I understand we're, we're all in. We're all passionate people. We all uh, we all love what we love and we all everybody wants to make sure that everybody knows about it. We hate what we hate. And now, it's very important that you know what people hate and holy fuck. I'll get to that in just a second. But uh, this person, five paragraphs of, you know, as I wander this lonely land with uh, with an empty hand, hers is missing and I will never grab another. And I I mean, just that that kind of fucking shit, the kind of stuff that like Hallmark probably called him up and said, look, we need you to write some cards for some dead people because you you've got a real talent of shoveling your pain through a pinhole. Let's fucking do that, man. Uh, So he And he's just like, I can't. I wake in the morning and I'm disillusioned and my cereal is mushy and my coffee is cold and I don't know how to handle life without her. She's gone. My beacon in the night. My ship is astray. I'll float these lonely waters forever without a destination because the light that led me to port will be forgotten and extinguished for all time. Just like that. You know, what the fuck, man? And like to the point where I'm like, I don't know how you didn't short out your fucking computer from the tears obviously leaping from your face as if they were trapped in if your face was on fire at your chin and it was working its way up the tears were leaping out of your eyes to escape their certain doom that's what that's what it was and this dude so he I mean it's and look I feel terrible for him because I know pain we all know pain it's just that when you when you have access to to I'm so he just fucking I, I mean, he can't stop typing. He's just like, as Shakespeare once said in the past, when you've lost a woman, is it better to have loved and lost than to never loved at all? Well, let me tell you this, friends. As I awake in the evening and turn to the cold spot on the bed next to me, I can tell you perhaps never having loved would be best, for I wouldn't have this pain, this pain rending through me, churning my guts in such a Way that I never know if they'll be stopping in the ever-ending carousel of nonsense that goes through my body when I realize I will never love again. Oh, okay, good for you, buddy. I'm sorry that it went this way. Um, I'm sorry for you and your beloved Joan. Uh, it it, it literally the kind it was the kind of uh, treatise that that if if there were an afterlife, if there were hauntings. The ghost of Joan would have come back to this guy's apartment and gone, hey, look, I love you and I miss you and this is terrible. However, uh, maybe we throttle down a little bit on the, on the, soliloquies about having lost me maybe i mean I, you're awesome and i love you and we've spent some terrific times together but i can tell you now that i was having a discussion with uh with kurt cobain and robert forster who just arrived and they both think that you're just a you're a tad melodramatic maybe just a little and look i certainly don't want to tell anybody how to grieve particularly not somebody who i loved when i was alive and not a ghost but uh but yeah, it's it's kind of the talk of my corner of heaven up here, or or, or the haunted house, or where the fuck. If I haven't left the earth, wherever, wherever, they're all chatting about it. I I just I, I had a long talk with with Debbie Reynolds and and uh, Carrie Fisher. Uh, I was going to call her Leia, but she hates when we call her Leia up here. Uh, Debbie Reynolds and Carrie Fisher, and they even they thought you had uh, perhaps you had overwritten this. But anyway, uh, I, I, I I'm just here to tell you I love you, and please don't. Um. I was visited in the evening by Jones' specter. The corpse of Joan is not even cold and a ghost floated into my room. Shut up. So this guy's really sad and I get it. I, I, Because I, look, I have empathy. We all have empathy and I feel very bad for people and I don't like to see anybody have loss and I don't want to see anybody directionless or feel bad about themselves or about their lives. But at the same time, I'm still me. And, and I can still look askance at, at someone, uh, in the fetal position screaming, even though I, I don't know how, I don't know how to be. Okay. I, like I told you, I, I checked out of death at my dad's fucking wake. I was like, that's it. I don't need to deal with this shit anymore. Now I respectfully go to these things and I do what I got to do. And I hug people and I try to be as calm and nice as I possibly can uh, when I'm in the room, when I'm in the fucking lobby, I'm hysterical. Cause I don't want to go into the fucking room, but, um, you know, eventually, because as an adult, there are things you have to do. You have to show respect. You have to pay your uh, a visit, and and uh, and so I get it. But but also just that that fucking wailing wall, fucking banging the goddamn triangle on the ranch, clang 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 clang. clang, clang. Hey, you know, come and get it. Here's fresh grief served hot in a bowl. Shovel it down and feel just as bad as me. Uh, I I I tend to look askance at that, and I should not. I'm sure I should not. I'm sure. Um, it's not nice to do that. You should, like I said, I and look, I'm also not telling this guy not to do it. You know, I can, but I can look at it and go, yeah. As I've said before, uh, anybody can behave any way they'd like, but I reserve I reserve the right to make fun of fucking everything. That's kind of the that's the premise of this entire fucking enterprise. If you just arrived, hi, do me a favor, buckle up, grab it, grab a seat. Uh, drinks and peanuts later for everybody as soon as we get fully airborne and everybody's in their seat. Uh, The Sky Waitress will be down soon enough to give you whatever the fuck. But in the meantime, please realize that uh, I may make fun of everybody in the fucking room. All right. Everybody's going to get everybody gets a turn in the fucking barrel. You knew I was a scorpion. Any, any, whatever you want to fucking say it, Um, because believe me, there have been people who've been with me for nine years. And then all of a sudden uh, I say something about something that they loved or they wanted or they liked or it hit them particularly hard. Then I get that. I get the email. Dear Mr. Schmidt, I can't believe you adventure into that territory. I thought I knew you so well. Well, if you knew me so well, you knew eventually somebody was going to get creased. I mean, that's just the fucking way it works. So, uh, and event, and cause believe me, nobody, nobody's in the barrel more than me. As you know, I'm, I'm in the goddamn barrel all the fucking time. So eventually I climb out and throw somebody else in the fucking barrel. And they're like, why am I in the fucking barrel?" It's Like, dude, I'm tired of being in the fucking barrel. All right. Every week, nobody wants to hear me in the fucking barrel every goddamn week. You jump in the fucking barrel for once. So, uh, and again, this, this gentleman is, is feeling, uh, extreme loss, pangs of, of loneliness. I get everything that he's got going on and it's terrible and awful. And I wish terrible, uh, things would not happen to people. I wish good things would only happen. I wish, for, I wish for you to recover. Believe me, I got my own haunted ghosts in my fucking head that I can't recover from. They come lurking all the time. They'll show up periodically. And I'm like, Neh. And then you do that. And I've, I've often sat and gone, what if I just wrote a note? What if I wrote a letter? What if I, you know, what would a letter be good as I get my quill pen out and my powdered wig? damn, madam. No, nobody wants to fucking read that shit. Uh, if anything, all you're doing is throwing fucking, (laughs) I was going to say you're throwing fucking logs on, on, on the, the burning fire of fucking resentment, which nobody wants to fucking deal with either. All right. So this guy writes this thing on Facebook, and it is this it is long fucking and another thing. And then if only you knew, the way she ate pudding was so delightful. It was like watching her cute little rabbit nose twinkle and a wink in her eye, like Santa, as she gobbled down tapioca. When we would go to our favorite restaurant, and it will never happen again. She's so dead. I'm so sad. All right, I'm terribly sorry that you're sad. I'm sure I'm sure all- <laughs> it's it's a bummer that she's gone. But he literally writes, all right, it's this fucking, this, I mean, this man a fucking festo. I mean, it's like fucking nine paragraphs. I, I, I can't believe it. She. How could she have taken her last breath? I have breath in my body. I would have had our mouths surgically sewn together so I could share breath with her for all time. I would have saved her if only I could. Damn you, disease. "'Oh, if there was only a way for medicinal progress to go "'and recover her from the land of wind and ghosts, "'I would carry her aloft forever!' Um, unfortunately, she's gone. All right, she's passed away, and that's fine. but if only I could have given her my stomach, I would have. Oh, curse you, stomach disease. If only I could have split all of my organs with her. If you could have somehow cleaved me in half and cleaved her the same and sewn us together and as an unholy alliance, at least we would be together. She would share my lungs, and I would draw breath that she would profit from, and we would live together forever. She would never be far away because when I reached for mine own hand, it would be hers. Yes. All right. I apologize to think that this is a bit much. Obviously, you're very sad that for this woman you've dated for four months, she's passed away and, uh, and you had found your soulmate and, uh, and I, again, I'm not making fun of his grief. Please know that everybody's sad everybody hurts sometimes I think it's our good friend Michael who told us that one time uh when the day is long and your girlfriend dies everybody a... um I don't know why a goat showed up at the end of that one uh he uh so so everybody's sad everybody has terrible things and i I wish for him to be past his grief and uh and I should tell you this. He um these things come out of him like a couple times a month, you know. The rest of the time, and, and but also he'll love that's that's the long ones. But also he'll he'll write this thing. Uh, Woke up this morning, don't know why. Like you know all that all that kind of stuff. So this is a person who's uh, in pain, and I understand that. So he he posts this nine paragraph thing, and uh, and it's there lurking, and I uh and I was like, wow, I mean that's just fucking brutal, and, and I dudes. <laughs> it's social media. Okay. So he writes this long, uh, this gnashing of teeth, this woe is him. He can't believe he's lost the love of his life and he can't believe that she'll never come back and he'll never be happy again. And on F- Facebook, the, you know, there's a comment section under, uh, all of these things. And, uh, Reading, you know, you read this whole fucking this this entire. Uh, I, I it's it's a sonnet to his love who is now gone. And and the first comment. On on the saddest Facebook post, the on on a on a guy basically telling you, look, I'm a living dead, example of what it means when you've lost love and will never recover. If you stare into my fucking dead, nickel-plated eyes, you will see that my soul is gone. My life mate has, has left me. And any fire for life has been extinguished. And I could not possibly go on. Certainly not the way I was before. Happiness will never revisit me. Joy will never alight upon me again. And the first comment on Facebook was, great hat alluding to the baseball hat that his lost love was wearing <laughs> in the photograph i mean i'm telling you i i if i didn't i know both of these people like i know these people i i i it's it, dudes i i fucking blurt laughed and i didn't i you know i don't want to clearly this is a terrible thing but but i i great hat with an exclamation point even not not so sorry for your loss not oh man this is terrible oh hey you know what buddy give me a shout if you want to no it it's it's the most tin-eared, perfect response, and it defines Facebook. It, li- it defines Facebook. People just hurting, tearing off scabs and sore and shouting into a void, and people just completely ignoring the, the context of their pain or, or their note or their message and just and just choosing to fill their own agenda and tell you they like the hat. On that person in the photograph who's no longer breathing. And when she was put in the ground, took your heart with her. But while she was alive, while she was here roaming the earth, making your life the best it's ever been, she absolutely had great choice, uh, great taste in hats. She had great taste in hats. Oh, dudes, it it just... And so that's why when I said I don't uh, I don't go very often. I'm like, look, I visit Facebook. I'll check it out. I, if something posts something on the Joker's page, I just don't. And it's look, it's laziness. I should absolutely say, hey, man, that's awesome. Hey, this is cool. Suspense. So yeah, man, I owe you. I had a boy. I appreciate that. Um, but I but this is what I'm saying is it's just it lends itself you know, there'll be people in the middle of the night, and they'll be like, uh, "I sure could use a you know a good thought today." I don't know, da, 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 and and people are, like, and then of course you know ten people rally, and they're like, "Oh, I'm thinking of you." All right, good day today. Go ahead, woohoo! Um, and it's you know, it's somebody who didn't want to get. They were late for work and wanted to get there on time. Or it's, that's what I mean. It's either it's either some completely unbelievably trivial fucking circumstance, or it's uh, hey, uh, this is terrible. Uh, an anvil crashed through the roof of our Victorian manse and murdered three of our grandbabies. And then someone says, hey, that's an awesome lawn. <laughs> an anvil, don't hear about those anymore. I haven't heard about an anvil in a long time. Um, I, I'm I, Look, we all need human contact. We all need to stay and talk to people. We all need people in our lives. But, but I, I just think maybe, maybe you don't need access to the entire world. You don't, you know, because it used to be that you just annoyed your friends. It used to be that you just pissed off your brother. You know what I mean? You had some bullshit. You were like, yeah, no, this is this. And then I thought about this. And what about this? And then you finally your brother would have like, hey, man, dude, honestly, I need a break here. You know, you'd fucking. And then you could go spend some alone time and go read a book or, or watch a TV show or take a bath or jerk off, or whatever the fuck you got to do. But now everybody goes. I don't know if you can hear that. That's me pretending to type. Dear sirs, you will not believe... I mean, the whole world does a penthouse forum. Everybody used to have to write, Uh, you won't believe this. I went to the shoe store, and a woman knelt before me, and I realized she was not wearing panties. Well, that seemed bold. (laughs) Next thing you know, she takes out that sliding foot thing and says, hmm, I wonder how many inches we'll get. Oh, well, that was ribald. So instead, I don't know why this is the same guy who lost his girl. (laughs) He's recovering. You know what? He's recovering because I'm having so much fun doing that voice. He's recovering from the death of his fiance. I went to the shoe store to buy some boots to go ahead and walk the earth to prepare myself to grieve for my lost one. And then this woman who I, well, I penthouse for him. I never believed. That this would happen she came out and had uh, well a white man's dress shirt and i'll tell you the buttons certainly were strained against her bosom (laughs) shut up uh i want i want to just do a show about that i want to do that guy in a show and doing that guy you know what i'm sure you can hear doing that uh that guy somehow uh it, it it gives me like a clogged nose i don't know why um that seems weird all right hi so so I just think, I just think um, that maybe, you know, it wasn't really a good thing to give everybody uh, access to everybody, you know, you had access to the people who liked you or tolerated you, but then to just introduce yourself into groups, because think about that. if there was no internet, all right, think about this, think about high school, okay. And you were in high school because that's uh, I go to high school or college, whatever the fuck, um, or work, you got like five people you like at work. Five people, maybe. And you're all around the water cooler. And then fucking Judd from, from HR or whatever the fuck or accounting or the or the warehouse, or whatever. He comes walking over. You're, you guys are having fun. You're doing your in jokes. You're having fun. You're being silly. And then Judd comes over and he's like, hey, what's up, dicks? And you're like, hey, Judd. He's like, yeah, yeah I saw you fucking guys over here and I figured it was an asshole convention. So I go ahead and bop in. Ha ha ha. And everybody's like, oh, okay. And then, uh, you know, Judd ruins your afternoon and then he leaves and you all look at one another and you're like, man, fucking Judd, what a stroke. But the problem is uh, you could go home from work and not see Judd and maybe call your friends and go to a bar or go to a restaurant or go to a movie or go to a ball game or just sit in your own fucking yard with your friends and cook out and have a wood pile fire or whatever the fuck and just be like, yeah. And you know, you know what would you talk about? Fucking Judd. damn, Judd's a dick. Well now in social media it's just a goddamn tsunami of juds. It's it is crazy out there and they all fucking just mosey into whatever the fuck you're doing and they ruin it. Don't they ruin it? Aren't they all just professional thumbs in the eye? They come marching in like that. You ever see those fucking old school videos of like Korea? When they do that military might thing, and they've got eight million dudes dressed exactly the same and marching in lockstep, that's just the army of juds coming for you on fucking social media. No matter what you say, no matter what you like, no matter what you do, the juds come in and they fuck it up, and they just stick a thumb in your eye, and they think it's funny. They're the kind of guys who like they'll literally show up and they'll fart, and they're like, ha ha, hilarious, right? oh, you can't take it. I saw this. This fucking this happened, man. I follow... Look, I like wrestling. You know I like wrestling. All right, good. So now there's this new wrestling thing called AEW, which I enjoy. I actually went to see it in Chicago. I'll talk more about that another time maybe if you're interested. And if you're not interested, brace yourself because I'm sure I'm going to talk about it anyway because what the fuck else do I have to talk about? So Chris Jericho is like the... He's like the champ over there. And, uh, you know, he's on Twitter and I like him and he's funny. And then I started following him. I started following this guy, Dave Meltzer, who is... uh, Kind of a behind-the-scenes wrestling guy. He doesn't work for the organizations, but he has a lot of contacts, and he'll he'll talk about what's really happening in wrestling. Like kind of, they call it a dirt sheet. He just he gets facts and he reports them, and he reports storylines, and he critiques wrestling. You know, and because there are some people who think wrestling should not be critiqued because it's a fantasy thing or whatever the fuck, but it's like, hey man, people read comic books and go, this comic book sucks. I don't like this comic book. There's, it's okay to critique things. Well, Meltzer does that. So Meltzer's on fucking Twitter. But the thing about Meltzer is like he fights with all of these fucking trolls. Like he, he does it on purpose. He thinks it's funny. He retweets trolls and fights with them. And I, I in my brain, I'm like, I can't follow this fucking guy because I don't want to see him fight. Because here's, here's the way it always goes. Dave Meltzer, who's been involved in professional wrestling, at least, you know, certainly writing his, his newsletter and all these different things behind the scenes. And uh, he's been around for 30 years. 35 years, like he was in the, in the mid eighties. He's been around since the mid eighties. He's been around since I can remember, you know, and, uh, and so he has a, a network of contacts. He has behind the scenes information that other people are not privy to. There's no doubt he is. The, and, uh, he is an expert in his field. Okay. He, he can speculate. He's seen. He's seen. The business at its apex. He's seen it at its nadir. He's seen it at whatever other word you can pull out of the thesaurus. He, he's seen it at all of those things. So he's seen that and reported on it and lived it. And he's seen the ebbs and flows. He's seen the ups and downs. He's, he knows the business and the reason to follow him on Twitter. And the reason to subscribe to his newsletter is because you want his expertise. You want to pay for his knowledge, but the problem is, you know, when he was running a newsletter in the past, you could actually pay him. That was a transaction. He had knowledge. He had information and he had whatever style he wanted to impart on his writing, which, by the way, he's a terrible writer. He doesn't. I, 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 I think he invented talk to text because there is no punctuation ever when he writes. He, he's he is the weirdest sentence structure I've ever seen, he'll write these paragraphs that that just look like a fucking car accident, man. It's just the you're just like, what the fuck? It's like all, all of his all of his paragraphs look like the car chase in the Blues Brothers. It's just adjectives smashed into nouns and John Candy's driving a Jerrand. He winds up in a truck. I mean, it's just fucking nasty, but he gets his point across. You know what the fuck he's doing? And again, he's got knowledge and and wisdom that he wants to impart. So again, in the 80s and the 90s, you would pay for that through the observer. So you would pay for his knowledge and his expertise and his contacts and what he was giving you from behind the scenes. And that was the transaction. I paid him because I wanted his expertise and he gave it to me. The end. That was perfect. It was a great transaction. Well, now with social media, he's available for free. Now, the newsletter isn't, but he's on Twitter. So he imparts his knowledge or he imparts his his insight in bite sized form on Twitter, and then tries to get you to buy the newsletter. And again, I, I as we all know, there are, there are no more experts. I mean, there are, but everybody everybody fucking destroys them. Everybody defeats them. Everybody claims, and especially in certain areas. So I'm, here's my point: like Meltzer will put out a, a, like a wrestling opinion or something about what happened. Because uh, there's been a big controversy this week about Saudi Arabia and the WWE and whatever the fuck, you don't need to hear it. It's fucking boring. But he put out his opinion, and then, as I've told you before, my term for social media, the roaches show up, and these dudes come flying in on Twitter, and it's always guys who they 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 have like 14 followers, but they follow 700 accounts. Whenever I see that, I go, all right, well this is not this is this is an unserious person. This is not anyone to take. Because this is someone who's longing desperately to be heard, and they are just shouting at people with a higher stature than themselves, and they're just fucking. So inevitably, like Meltzer will put out something that that you know happened, and he'll give his insight into it, and people are like, well, if you weren't on the payroll of, of the other company, maybe you'd understand. And then people just start shitting on him and coming after him and yelling at him, and I, and I'm like, look, if you because again this is my whole the whole crux of my whole argument and I've talked about it before and it's a it's a prevailing theme on this show I mean I I'm seeing you know on Facebook memories I'll get stuff from 8 years ago and and it'll be me bitching about Facebook or social media I get it man I get it but our world has changed at such a rapid fucking rate that it's it's taken over it's insidious it's just fucking crawled into every single one of us I mean, this is the Matrix. We're all in fucking pods. We all got fucking shit jammed in the back of our neck. We're all laying in that fucking red juice and wondering what the fuck is going on, wishing fucking Mobius would show up with a steak. Morpheus. Mobius? Why would Spider-Man's vampire enemy show up with a steak? Unless it was a bloody steak. A rare steak. Uh, Yeah, Morpheus, give me a pill. Let's eat a fucking steak. Because I will tell you that, too. That that Matrix is a lot shorter movie if I'm Neo. If he's like, hey, man, you can stay here and everything's cool. uh, Or you can take this pill and I show you what's up. Remember when he's in the fucking steakhouse? I'm like, dude, I I can you give me a pill that just puts me in the steakhouse all the time? I'll sleep in the back. I'll wake up and eat a steak, have a baked potato, go back and sleep. Fuck these phone booths and fuck. Although you know when you see Trinity in the fucking leather, then you're like, all right, maybe swimming through a phone line doesn't seem like a bad idea. That's I'm, I'm on board with that. If you see Trinity in that fucking leather and latex and like, holy fuck, you know what? If I if I gotta walk behind her for the rest of my life, that's not that bad a thing. Give me that goddamn red fucking robitussin pill or whatever the fuck you had. Red pill me, red pill the shit out of me, man. Give me that big ass Dayquil and let me take it and see fucking Trinity's ass for the rest of my goddamn life. If it's between eating a good steak or seeing Trinity's ass, hmm, guess what? But also, uh, you get the red pill, you get kung fu. So you gotta you gotta weigh all of this shit. So you're like, all right, do I want to have a good steak? Cause steaks are good. I love steak, but. If you told me Kung Fu and a chick ass, holy shit, Kung Fu and Trinity's ass, <laughs> that's it. That's that's all I fucking needed. If you're like, all right, buddy, fine steak. And I'm like, dude, I kind of like steak. And then you're like, all right, or Kung Fu and Trinity's ass. And you're like, oh, boy, because uh, you know what? I fuck a steak. I, I I can put, I believe me, I got Trinity's ass is a perfect replacement for a steak to just jam into my mouth. I'm fine with that. Uh, I would, I would just literally, and I, but also, I'm also very bad at this. You Kung Fu the shit out of me. All right. So I learned Kung Fu and now you're like, all right, now we got to save the world. I'm like, well, no, I'm actually just going to take some armor all and spend about fucking three weeks cleaning up Trinity's suit. Is that okay? Just go ahead and have her don that fucking skin tight, ridiculous suit. And I'm going to take this bottle with a Viking on it and just spritz her slowly and rub hers gently. That's what I want to do. I want to fucking spritz slow and rub gentle. Get, get ready. Trinity. You're about to get buffed like you've never been buffed before. Let me armor all the fucking shit out of that ass. Uh oh, yeah, I would just I you could be able to... Uh, believe me. I would you know what? I, let me say this. I would say I would armor all that ass so much I could see myself in it. <laughs> Come on. What are we doing there? Uh oh, oh hold on. I inhaled and I caught a, I caught a case. I caught a case right there. Hold on, water. Oh, man. So I I just these people fucking coming out and yelling, you're just like, what the fuck, man? I don't, I don't understand why they do that. Why do they fucking have to yell or shout or, 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 and, and again, this is, you're tired of hearing me bitch about it. I get it. I understand. And also I'll tell you this, man, fucking online, they betray you. They turn on you. You think they're your friends. Then they don't. They fucking wheel on you, man. Not everybody's uh, our buddy Spence. giving me a fucking, uh, a voices.com address. No, no, I tell you, um, Here's an example from this week, uh, and, and I, I will tell you this now. First of all, let's talk about this for just a second. This is going to sound like a plug, and it kind of is a plug. You know me, right? You know me, your friend Mike. And you know that I like side hustles. Oh, do I like the side hustle? Uh, why, now, why do I like the side hustle? Well, it's because I don't have like a writing job or a real job somewhere in entertainment. So I'm driving people to and fro. I've bounced here and there. Uh, I've picked up security gigs. I've picked up like one day. Fuck, you know. Here's here's something. I uh, some, <laughs> this is totally true, uh, and it's embarrassing, but it's true. There was a woman, and she's like, "Hey, I have a skincare company, and uh, I need somebody to fucking put labels on bottles." And it was like twenty bucks an hour or whatever the fuck. And and she's like, "Yeah, and it's you know a couple times a week." And I'm like, hmm. Well, if I did that, that would be gas money for the week if I wound up driving everybody else around. And and look, believe me, you you have a job. You're lucky. All right. Be happy. Even if you hate your fucking job, just be like, all right, man, I got a cool job. It, it pays for the things I need to pay for. And when I walk out the door, I'm me. I get to be me for the rest of my goddamn day or week or whatever the fuck. Uh, I'm constantly trying to, you know, I build this Jenga of, of side hustles. And there's nothing wrong with that, again, because it's I've chosen, as we've said before, and this is what I used to say to people all through my 20s and 30s. Uh, I have gambled my natural adult life on a dream that could pay off a hundred times more than that. Now, here we are at 52. Has it paid off a hundred times more than that? It has not. But, uh, I have been able to do things and accomplish things and reach people in a way that I, I, I consider myself insanely lucky to have done. And I am, I am humbled by that and I am grateful for it. Uh, if I didn't choose this path, if somehow, again, I don't wind up on never, not funny. And then people don't hear me there and think I'm funny. And then join me on this show later. Uh, do I wind up in Japan or Kuwait? I probably do not. Do I wind up having so many friends in Canada and going up there once a year? And, and I, I probably do not. Uh, there, there are amazing things that have come from the choices I've made. And I'm very happy about that. Uh, but at the same time, sometimes you have to make choices where you're just like, yeah. So, like I said, I do side hustles. If I'm Ubering or I'm lifting, I have to keep telling myself, like, all right, look, dude, this is all in pursuit of the greater good. Now, should I be doing YouTube videos and and more Patreon stuff? Yes, I should. Absolutely. This this I should be my own full time job. We've talked about this many times, and and I have plans. Uh, I have, um, I have a possibility of a, of a kind of a, a reboot that's coming. And I, I, I can't share too much. Uh, and it's not, it, please don't think that it's some crazy thing, but, um, you know, me all right. And I, I'm, I'm at, uh, I'm kind of at a, uh, 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 I, ugh. I had a gig again, talk about side hustles. I had a gig in October that, uh, that was going to pay a pretty big chunk of money And I I booked it like the beginning of October. This person reached out to me and said, would you want to do this? I said, of course I would. Uh, And then they said, "Okay, cool, but it's got to be done by November 1st. I said, no problem. I said, if you're paying me, you can tell me when it needs to be done. And they said, well, no, I don't want to be that person. You'll have the month and you can decide when you want to do this or what you want to do or where you want to go. And uh, and suffice it to say, it 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 it, uh, involved (laughs) this is going to sound stupid. Uh, It was just it was driving cross country. So someone wanted me to drive cross country and, uh, and, uh, there's no, it's not like I'm not a fucking drug mule. Nothing's in my ass. All right. Just don't fucking get that out of your fucking brain right now. But my, this person was like, Hey, could you do this for me? And, uh, it would probably take four days. And they said, uh, you know, they'll, they said you could stop. We'll pay for your hotel across the way. We'll fly you home from where you're going. Uh, it was, you know, and it was a, it was a good chunk of money. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, absolutely. I can do this. So that was the first week of October. So then I sat down and I looked at October. I'm like, all right, cool. I got that coming. And I had to leave my time free. That was another thing. As, as soon as this person told me that we were a go, then it would all go into motion. And I go, okay, well, here, I'll leave this day and I'll go this day and I'll come here and all this. So I was, I was ready. So, you know, October 1st turned into October 8th and then I turned on to October 14th. And I'm, I'm texting every three days, four days, and just going, hey, man, just let me know what's up. Yeah, cool. We're just getting them all straightened out as soon as the snags are all worked out. Uh, we'll get you going there. But yeah, we need you here by November 1st. And I said, great, I'm I'm in. And then October 14th became October 18th, became October 22nd, became October 26th. And, and, uh, and I'm like, I'm texting the whole time. Hey man, what's going on? Hey, let me know. And in my brain, I'm going, this is bad. Like this is, this is bad. But also there's a, there's another guy in my brain who's sleeping and he's like, ah, let me sleep. This is everything's fine. Let's just, you know what? Do me a favor. Pile a couple more coats on top of me. I'm going to get a snooze. So that guy was like, all right, man, just go ahead and hide under more of these coats. Everything's fine. You've already booked this. It's square. You're good so uh so i was like texting going hey what about this or should we do that and then they're like yeah man as soon as we get this squared away we're waiting to get in the paperwork and all this is fine and then uh and of course you all see where this is going um finally i i waited another like four days and then i texted and i said hey look uh and again i was i have a tendency uh as you know uh, texting is, re- is just bad texting is is Uh, an inadequate form of, of connecting with somebody because they read it, however they're going to read it without any sort of emotion or context. And I'm guilty of that probably more than anybody in the world. Other than my ex, uh, we would text and you would read it and be like, Oh, huh. All right. So you hate me now. You know what I mean? Like that bullshit. So I'm, I, I do everything I can to make my texts sound, uh, Cheerful or hopeful or benign. How does that how does that sound? I'll read stuff even, and in my brain I'll be like, that sounds harsh, and I don't mean it to sound harsh because I don't ever mean it to be harsh. But if you text something without context and it's just flat words on a screen, someone can be like, oh man, I fucking that guy's pissed. I'm, like, I'm not. I'm never pissed. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm yes, I'm pissed. But if I'm pissed, you'll fucking know about it. I'll be like, hey man, what the fuck? You know, which also by the way looks really good on a flat screen. So this dude was like, Hey, we're going to do this. We're going to do, and we're ready. And we're going. And so every text I sent was like, great man, excited. Just letting you know, I'm still here. All right, buddy. Hey pal, just check it in. You know, just letting you know, I'm ready for the task at hand. Woohoo! All that fucking cheerful. Goddamn. Oh, Hey, Hey, Pluto. Oh, everything. We had a great day today. Huh? And the Mickey mouse fucking texts. You know what I mean? Where you're just like, everything's great. This is great. You're great. That's great. Aren't we great? Oh, Hey, Pluto. It's a beautiful day. Oh, Hey, let's go to the yard. Oh, hey, oh, hey, Pluto. Hey, there's Donald. Hey, hi. Great day. Shut up, Mickey, you fuck. Nobody's that fucking cheerful. But I have to be Mickey in my texts to make sure I don't finally because because what you want to do after three weeks and go, hey, what the fuck, man? Is this happening? Is this not happening? Uh, I need because I need to know, you know, it's it, the, the luxury of having the life that I have is I can go, well, I can wait three weeks and hear about that um, as long as it's fucking rock solid. But the problem I do is I wait the three weeks and then all of a sudden it's not rock solid. And then I'm like, oh, hey, uh, all right. Uh, I just gave up three weeks that I should have been doing other things. But instead, again, this is my flaw. Um, If somebody tells me they'll give me $10,000 on the third, if I'm I'm the first, if it's the first and somebody tells me that it'll be $10,000 on the 31st, then I won't do anything for 30 days counting on that money on the 31st. And then the 31st comes, and they go, oh man, we're broke. And you go, oh, well, I just gave up a month, man. Thinking I had this locked when in reality, fucking bird in the hand, fucking cash in hand. You can't, you can't spend promise. So I, you know, again, we're going to do this. Yay. ho, I'm here. Hey, hey, Pluto. Hey, let me know what I'm doing. the driving. Hey, let whatever the fuck. And then sure enough, man, uh, I get a text. And, and I'm like, hey, man, just checking in. What's going on? And he writes back and just goes, yeah, nah, uh, this isn't going to happen. You know, we got We got to figure something else out. I, I'll, I'll let you know. I got to figure it out. With no no regard for now, look, again, I could have been working the entire time. I could have been driving. I could have been out there doing it. But I had what was, you know, uh, enough of a chunk of cash that was going to that was my it was my nut for the month. I was like, all right, cool. That that really helps And it meant now, look, what I should have done was I should have then taken that month. If I, even if I didn't go driving and I should have been writing decrees, I should have been recording things. I should have been doing YouTube. I should have been doing all of those things. And when he texted me and said, Hey man, this isn't happening. Uh, I, I had this epiphany and look, I've had several epiphanies. You can go back and listen to this fucking show. And the question is, do these epiphanies resonate? Are they anything that causes me to change my behavior and act in my own behalf. So I I received this epiphany that I, uh, I was broke. Like, I, I mean, I had, I I mean, (laughs) I mean, broke, like, I, I don't want to give you numbers, but it was that, that kind of broke where you just go, Oh, and look, I'm never officially broke. Broke. You guys have been very kind. My Patreon comes through. Amazon link comes through. Twitch makes some money. Um, so even when I'm doing Twitch, that's work. You know what I mean? I'm doing this show. This is work, technically. Um, no matter how, how uh, easy I can make it seem, it's still work. You know. And again, I'm not. Sh- I'm not digging ditches. I'm not. I'm not fucking. You know, stacking fucking bowling pins and have somebody throw a fucking. Milk jug at him or whatever the fuck, or stacking milk jugs, have to throw, throw a bowling pin at him, whatever the carnival people do. Um, but you know, I, 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 you know, it was a dark month. I, I won't lie. I, I got into this. I, I fucking got in my own brain and pushed myself aside, and and I'm fighting my way out of it gradually, slowly, uh, fistful of dirt by fistful of dirt. But I thought I had this thing locked where I was like, all right, man, and this is, and this is my issue. I have always settled. We've talked about this a billion times. I've settled constantly. I've settled. Um, uh, if I, if I need a hundred dollars and I have 105, I'm, I'm okay. I'm like, all right, cool, man. I've, I got five left over when in reality, I should be trying to get a thousand dollars. So that a hundred dollars doesn't mean anything. Do you know what I mean? We all know this, you know, but I'm, I'm, as I talked about last week, I'm like, Hey man, if I got 15 bucks for Chinese food, I think I'm okay. And this, I will tell you one of the reasons last week spun me the fuck out is because I had just heard that I wasn't going to be doing this, uh, this fucking thing. You know, i had lost my nut for October and, uh, I had heard it a couple days before that. And I was just like, motherfucker. I mean, I didn't know, I did not know what the fuck to do. I wasn't, I was fucking thrown, man. Uh, but you know, in my brain, I'm like, well, I'm very lucky because like I said, Patreon and, and Amazon usually can cover, uh, and I'm, I'm, well, fuck we're friends, covers my rent. And if I'm lucky, it also covers, uh, certainly my, my, um, my fi bill, uh, Twitch, yeah, Twitch and it covers the Wi-Fi bill. And then usually the cell phone bill, like the, the, the bill, like the monthly nut for bills is usually, uh, I do. Okay. Comedy can, 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 comes within a welcome parameter of that. But then if I want to buy gas or if I want to eat, I have to make other money. So by doing that is when I have to go drive and all that, whatever the fuck that's when, that's when I have to do the, uh, civilian stuff, the side hustle stuff. You know, that's this, what I'm doing now, this pays my rent. This pays probably my cell phone and my Wi-Fi. But then if I've got to pay my electric bill. I got to pay, you know. I got to pay. I still go see John, my trainer, although I couldn't go this week because I couldn't afford it, man. I lost my October. Uh, so I, 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 you know, I got to pay Shannon. I got to, I got to get food. I got to buy gas. And again, I don't live extravagantly. It's not like I'm like, oh, look at this amazing thing, you know, because I, I know there are people who are like, oh, you went to a fucking movie, didn't you? Yeah, I went to a fucking movie. I want to go to a fucking movie. All right. Yes. Yes. I saw Tarantino four times. Get off my fucking back. Um, because as you know, I've always in my brain said I'm like, you know, money comes and goes, but memories last forever. Well, right now, money is gone money, money. Usually I thought it was coming instead it was going and it did not even arrive. It just breezed right past me as I sat there at the bus stop. So, um, so there are side hustles that you engage in and you do this and you do that and you try to figure everything else out. So, um, I'm going to share a side hustle with you now. And if you want to be involved, that's great. And if you don't, that's fine as well. But I, I, you know, it, it, Once I lost my October, I was like, man, what the fuck here? And I talked to a friend of mine and, and, uh, I have a friend who's, who's, he literally has like the first dollar he ever earned in a frame. I mean, he's just, he's just a guy who does extremely well for himself and he's smart. That's the thing. It's not, it's not like he's like a fucking miser. He's not Scrooge throwing a kid, a fucking farthing to get a goddamn duck, but he is a good dude. And he knows a lot about this stuff. So I consult, I like, I went to him and I go, dude, look, man, I, I, uh, you know, I got to figure something out here. And he's like, all right, well, here, here's this. And he, he, uh, you know, it benefited him as well, but, but, which I was glad for, but um, I'm going to tell you about it now. Well, first, uh, well, all right, let me tell you this. I'm going to tell you about it now, but I was going to tell you about it via newsletter and, and which, well, fuck, I'll get to that in a second. There's a, uh, there's a cash app. You, you use Venmo. All right. Do you use Zelle? All right. Oh, it's like that. It's called SoFi. And uh, there's a deal now where I have a referral code. Okay. And uh, if you use my referral code to open up a a cash app account at SoFi, you fund it with a hundred bucks. Here's the way it works. You put in a hundred bucks. Okay. And then I get 50 bucks for the referral. And then after a week, you get 50 bucks. You leave your money in there and you get 50 bucks for having that in there. And then you can just take the fucking money out and you're done. That's it. Uh, my buddy is, has made almost two grand from this already. And, and he referred me. So I went ahead and did it. You know, I put 100 in the, in the fucking SoFi account waiting to get my 50. He got 100 for me because it used to. Here's the way it used to work. When he told me about it, uh, you got 100 for every referral. So like I said, he's got almost two grand because it was a hundred dollars a head. Well, then they cut it to 50 because I waited. I, I, cause look, I don't, I don't, I come to you guys enough. You know, I talked about this fucking t-shirt thing that we were possibly doing. I talked you know, which I, I which I want to do, which whatever, all of this stuff. I, I, I I'm going to, I'm, I've talked about possibly touring. I know I'm going to Ireland because it's another thing. You're like, Hey, you're fucking broke. You could you went to Ireland. Well, fuck, here's the thing, man. Ireland's just money in the bank like I bought a ticket cuz I could, yeah I would have had the money I spent on the Ireland ticket and my my october wouldn't have been destroyed uh I would have been okay you know I could have I could have, but but I didn't want to parse out a nickel and dime that fucking money on food and whatever the fuck else when I could get a long term goal of going to Ireland and doing a show out there I mean it's just Money comes and goes, but memories last forever. So if I had that chunk of money from winning the fantasy baseball league, I said I wanted to do something with it, and I bought a ticket to Ireland. So I'll be there next May and June, because that also gives me seven months to turn things around here. So, uh, so I got this Sofi Cash app thing, and like I said, my buddies made almost two grand. I'm not going to give the referral code out here on the air, um, mainly because I haven't, I haven't fucking it's set up, but I, I was waiting for the money to clear. whatever the fuck I, I'm still trepidatious about this sort of thing. Not that it can't be trusted. Again, like I said, my buddy's made over two grand uh, or almost two grand and and he still makes money every day. But that's another thing that's funny. He's referred it to a bunch of comedians. Now those comedians are also tapping into people. So you might've heard about this already. You know, it's one of those things that goes around and around and people just do it or they don't. So, uh, I have a referral code, for SoFi that will get me 50 bucks if you do it, and it will get you 50 bucks in a week. That's, and then you can take your money out. There's no, no risk of them taking your money or disappearing or whatever the fuck. It's just a cash app that you, you fund with money, and, and then I get money for referring you, and then you get money for, for making an account, and then we're all happy, and we get together in January, and we laugh, and we light cigars with $100 bills, or if now $50 bills. Uh, <laughs> so I have this account. And I was going to let you guys know about it. I didn't. I didn't put it in the Facebook page. I didn't, cause I. I. It's just this internal thing that I fight with myself, where I look like I'm crawling to you with my hat in hand, and I know I'm not. And you're all very nice and generous to me, and I appreciate it. But at the same time, I still like ah, look at this huckster bullshit. Da 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 da. It's me singing and dancing with the cane again. Why don't you throw some money at my feet, and I'll scoop it up, and then I'll go ahead and buy a shake. It's just. It's just. But I mean, but this is who I am. I'm Side Hustle Jenkins. I mean, I, I, that's who the fuck I am, buddy. So, uh, you know, it's it's everybody keeps trying to convince me not to be uh, angry at the things I have to do to make money or to be ashamed. And I mean, I, I've talked about it. Like I said last week, when you're trying to make money, there's no much such thing as pride. I'm looking for a job, whatever the fuck, all that shit. But at the same time, it's still there, man. It still lurks. You know, because this is what I do. This is my talent. And that's why when a guy like Spencer gives me the voices.com thing and then he's like in a day, he's like, well, this went nowhere. Well, no, it did. I saw it. I promise. It's just I don't have the five hundred dollars to join the professional one now. And it's like, well, and people are like, well, join the free one. But I'm telling you, you can join the free one. And then that really goes nowhere because you're at the bottom of the fucking list. Uh, but I guess I could join the free one anyway. Cause everybody's like, oh, you should do that. But I, I, I this is another thing I get shit for all the time. It's like, why do you want the Cadillac of everything? Why don't you just fucking get your, you're getting the ring, man, get your name in the fucking flow, get it out there. It's like, well, no, you, you, you can't be incomplete. You can't come unarmed. You don't, you don't bring a knife to a gunfight. And unfortunately it's $500 to get into the gunfight. Uh, so like I said, I know these are all messages that are fucking mixed it's like, yeah. Hey, Mike's going to fucking Ireland. Hey, he's broke. You know, I, I understand that, man, but it's, but I'm alive and I got a roof over my head and I'm talking to you now. So I'm, I'm surviving. i am never, I'm, I'm, I'm not thriving, but I mean, who among us is really, you know? Uh, but I'd like to get there regardless. Anyway, this is, I, this is, see, this is the issue. Okay. If I just presented confidently to you the idea of the SoFi app, maybe you'd be like, hey, that's a good idea. But instead now I'm like, yeah, you know, it's uh, I, I wish I didn't have to tell you about this. I wish I was making money doing something. I mean, nobody gives a fuck, man. Nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> I believe there was a way I was making so much money. Shut up. All right. So the point is I got this SoFi app, and, uh, and I would love for you guys to use it. And fund it with a hundred bucks. I get 50, then you'll get 50. Then you can take your fucking money out. That's it. You don't have to fucking do anything. They don't, they don't take any money. There's no fucking penalty. And, uh, and, and we'll do that now. I know what you're thinking. Well, Mike, how can I do this? How can I help you? I would love to help you by doing this. Sure. You do. Of course you do. Let's, let's pretend that that's happening. Uh, well, I'll put the address on the Joker's page. I'll put the link on the Joker's page. And if you guys want to do it, that's fantastic. Uh, that would make me happy, but also I was going to send it out to you via mailing list. What? What? If you might recall, uh every time that this show would come out, I would send a newsletter every day as well and would have links to, you know, get shirts or links to buy tickets when I was on the road or and then it would just have a couple of paragraphs of me being funny and interesting. Oh, don't you love that? Don't you love paragraphs of interesting? Don't, don't you don't you just love the fucking huge block text of me being funny. Of course you do. Why wouldn't you for fuck's sake? Um, so I abandoned that because you know, why would you, why would you ever continue doing something like that? Correct? No, I, uh, I went ahead and, and I convinced myself that sending the newsletter was a nuisance to people and nobody wanted it. I know how ridiculous that is. Now, was that also probably a way for me to give myself permission to stop doing it? Yeah, I would assume so. But at the same time, it, I, I think I abandoned doing it around the same time that Lil, uh, I was I was traveling. Look, man, I. I, I have not used the newsletter. All right, so now, nah, you know, I did it all through, Jill. I did. I, um, I think the last time I was whatever the I, well, I found out the last time I sent it was 2016. So I'm sure it was early in 2016. Uh, but I, I, ha, so I have not used, cause I, and I had, you know, I, I had collected all and again, apologies, but I, you know, there was an opt out certainly at the end of the newsletter, but I had collected everybody, anybody who wrote me an email, anybody who fucking bought anything from me, anybody who subscribed via PayPal or anything like that, anybody that I, I got their email address and I was able to put their email address in, in this list. And then every week you got a newsletter. And like I said, it was chock-a-block with my nonsense and brilliance. And then it also had links where you could buy tickets here, when I was doing a show here, or anything like that. And there, were, there was funny, there were plenty of nights where I had to wait up super late, waiting for brown paper tickets to generate a link so I could put it in the newsletter. And that was, the, I think, one of the reasons, too, that I, it, I shined it. I was like, oh, you know, I can't believe, whatever the fuck. I, I, who cares? I gave it up, it was dumb. Because again, I'm my job. And the year of 2020 is the year of I will. I will get back on the road. I will concentrate more on doing things. And I I, I truly feel that way. And I, I, I believe that way. And, and it just, it just makes sense. So I wanted to restart the newsletter and I was going to restart it with this dumbass so SoFi thing. And I'm like, you know what? That way I can at least in a clandestine way, come begging to people. <laughs> I didn't have to just put it on the Facebook page and be like, yeah, everybody, guess what? I'm a, i am I had a tough month. Nobody gives a fuck. But I will, I, by sending it via the newsletter, you would then personally have it and you could decide whether to do it. Uh, I would explain it in the newsletter, whatever the fuck. So I went to MailChimp the other day and I blew the dust off of that and I signed in and it said, Nope, can't sign in. And I was like, what? And it said, you have to create an account. I said, well, I already am. You already have an account. So I created another account. And from that account, I wrote a note and I said, Hey, look, this is my name. I, you know, I haven't used the newsletter in a while. Uh, can you guys tell me what's going on? And MailChimp wrote me and, uh, and, and I, I should, cause I want to find the exact phrasing. Let me open it up and tell you exactly what the phrasing said, because it was, it, uh, <laughs> they basically made it sound like it should be my, I should have known this. Uh, here, here we go. Thank you for reaching out to us regarding your account. This account has been disabled and subsequently purged due to inactivity. We take this measure to protect the account and the data within it. As noted in our terms of service, we reserve the right to disable accounts that have not been accessed within the last 24 months. This last login was in 2016. Uh, So, so what you're telling me again, just, just the, the beauty of this sentence, uh, We take this account has been disabled and subsequently purged due to inactivity. We take this measure to protect the account and the data within it. So you protected me and my mailing list of 5,000 names. And that's that's I trust me because I had to meticulously put this motherfucker together and MailChimp would tell you how many I had. I had I had right around 5,000 names on this mailing list. Along with all of the archives of all of the previous newsletters I had ever sent. You've fucking destroyed them. You've disabled them and purged them because of inactivity. But you took that measure to protect the account and the data within it. So you, in order to protect my data, you fucking destroyed it. I I, dudes again, my fault for not using it from 2016 on. Okay, I get that. That's my that's my damage. I fucked that up. But, but, and how do you not send me a note that says, hey man, if you haven't used this account, we will be disabling it in a week or whatever. Anything, anything. Because again, that thing where we buried, hey, we buried this in our terms of service that nobody reads. Uh, After 24 months, we just destroy an account and we ruin all your data. It's gone. But we're doing it to protect you. We have your best interests at heart by destroying everything you've done and worked for. What the fuck, man? Infuriating. And and deflating and exhausting. Because in my brain, I was like, I thought of all the, all the fucking long nights of just cutting and pasting, cutting and pasting all the fucking the emails and putting them in the list and, and, and the archives all gone, all of it gone, fucking gone, man. So now I have to, uh, I, I, I'm going to be doing a weekly newsletter. Uh, in conjunction with this, in conjunction with Twitch, everything else, because again, it just seems to make sense to give you an update of who I am and what I'm doing. And, uh, and I would love for you to be a part of it. I would love, cause again, I always make the mistake of thinking Facebook is the only way to reach people. I ignore Twitter. Uh, you know, I, I have YouTube, I have Instagram, I have all these different things and I just, I just don't utilize them nearly enough. And, and so part of the master plan for the year of I will 2020 is to start utilizing these things. Uh, the newsletter, I wasn't even gonna look at until January, but I got fucking bumped into looking at it now because of this SoFi bullshit. And then, which SoFi is great, but it's not bullshit. Please do it. Uh, (laughs) and then MailChimp, MailChimp just cut me off at the fucking knees. I mean, I, I mean, dudes, I lost like five and look out of those 5,000 people, I'm sure 4,918 no longer listen to me, which is totally fine. They could have just opted out of the list and it would have been fucking terrific. But you know, for the 80 or so who would have cared it would have been nice to have those fucking emails. So now I have to start building a new MailChimp mailing list. And so uh, here's what I ask of you. If you would like to be on the mailing list for the newsletter going forward, uh, you can write me at, get this, I, I, I dudes, do you, do you realize I have like 15 different Gmail addresses? I do. Uh, you don't know uh, virtually any of them, but I, I have a bunch Uh, but I will tell you, here's the one right now. If you want to be on my mailing list, I would really uh, like it. If you reached out to me and I'm I'm sure that by putting this out there, it's going to be thrown on a fucking junk mail list and I wish it wasn't, but, uh, but here you go. Hey, Mike, add me at gmail.com. Hey, Mike, add me H E Y M I K E A D D M E at gmail.com. If you write me. Uh, well, you know, and again, you don't have to have anything in the body of it. As long as it's just your address, I'll know. And I can add that address to it. Hey, Mike, add me at gmail.com. And then I will add you to my MailChimp list. And then there'll be a newsletter that's going to start going out, a newsletter blast that will be coming out, uh, accompanying, you know, the Twitch streams and accompanying this. And it might, it might be just once a week. It might be a couple times a week. Could be whenever I want to reach you guys. Now, look, I won't abuse it. If you want out, if you don't want to do it, that's totally fine. Uh, but I look at it as a way to reach you without having to go through social media and all that other bullshit. It'll be my own. It's my own social media. It's literally a newsletter from me, and you can opt in. That's the thing. I'm not. Look, I'm gonna start. Look, I won't lie. I mean, I will start taking some of the email addresses that I have still stored in my my other email accounts, and I will start adding them slowly. But if you go to the the hey Mike add me at gmail.com, and I will add you as well. Because I have to build, a, look, I got to build a base of this pyramid, folks. You know that. I got to build a base. It's all about the base of the pyramid in order to keep building up to the sky. And that brings me to uh, to talk about this. You know, we talk about the SoFi app. And, uh, and and we talk about the newsletter. You know, all of these things exist. and And I talked about how 2020 is the year of I will. And I talk about how I had, uh, you know, October planned and I had this chunk of money and what I've always done with a chunk of money, you know, I, I, I had a different opinion when I got the, the f- fantasy baseball money cause I knew I had that other chunk of money coming. So I had the fantasy baseball money and I'm like, all right, I can buy a ticket to Ireland because that it's something I've been threatening to do for fucking years. Now I want to do shows overseas. I want to, I want to, I, 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 I will, I just fucking will. So that's why the Ireland ticket came into play. That's why I bought that. That's. That's just stuff that has to happen. I need to go on the road here and start doing shows in, in, in America and doing shows here in Los Angeles. Clearly, I have to get back on open mic stages, all of these things. And these are all in the works. And I know you're like, well, Mike, you've said this before. Yes, I have. I've said it many times over the years. But it's getting late. It's later than you think. No matter what time you think it is, it's always later than you think. And... uh you know, losing my October and, and all that stuff. It makes you go, Jesus, what the fuck are you doing here, man? What the fuck are you doing? Because now again, I hit, I've, I've hit, man, uh, there's no, not rock bottom and like, Oh yeah, this, that, whatever. But I mean, you heard me last week. I was pretty fucking scrambled up and I, mean, I started hiding and eating fucking pasta and whatever the fuck ravioli sandwich, whatever the fuck I did hiding and just going, well, you know, boohoo. And, and that's shit. I got a rebound from that shit. I can't fucking get caught up in. And, uh, and and so you know the bleakness as you heard last week of of knowing that you're back starting anew literally i mean like, i i wish i could explain to you just how uh, yeah i mean, i told you i was i mean fucking broke man fucking broke and if you're you're broke you know the good news about uber and lyft is i would make money every day but they've also cut the rates the gas here's over 4 bucks a gallon like, I, I would have to be working at that a fuck ton and all this shit. And we talked about it. Yeah, man, it's shit that's got to be done. I get it. But if you're doing it to try to rebuild, it's extremely difficult. However, if my October had come through and I had seed money, then you're like, all right, well, you know what? I got some money here. I, I'm, I'm okay. Like, I don't... I'm covered... But what I need to do is stay ahead of it. Like I said, you know, like I, I knew I had that money coming. So all of October, I just kind of fucking, I just, I didn't do anything, man. And, and it, and to find, and I've done this my whole life. And, and I know you're like, well, how are you going to change now? What are you going to do? Well, I, I have to, you just, you just fucking have to, because I will. So, uh, I got, I, I, I've been very lucky. As I said, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for all of the really cool things that have come my way, certainly via this show, but also, um, I, I don't know how to explain it, but I always say money comes and goes and memories last forever because money does come and go money arrives when I least expect it. I don't know if this happens in your life, but there'll always be some fucking thing that happens that makes me go, all right, you know what? there's a pinhole of light at the end of this tunnel i can make this happen this can work and the key is when that finally does happen or when you get some sort of unbelievable gift you have to take advantage of it you can't just go oh this happened awesome and then fritter it away and like i said pay 20 bucks here for food and then 10 bucks here for whatever and then and then all of a sudden you've got no money again So I, I found myself being completely broke. Like, I mean, I, to the point where I'm telling you guys about a SoFi app, all right, which is fine, but it just strikes me as a very telemarketer thing to do. Like I said, it's safe. It's cool. My buddy's making money off of it and that's exciting. And hopefully you'll go along for me and go along on the ride. But if you don't, I totally get it. But having to go out and go, Hey guys, did you know, hear about this SoFi app? I, I'm not a carnival barker. I'm selling me and I'm selling it badly. But I, uh, Monday, you know, I, I left my house and I, I, again, I'm, I'm down to, we're bottom of the barrel cash wise to the point where I was going to go buy some macaroni and cheese to eat something. You know what I mean? I'm like, all right, what can I get for protein? Should I get some protein? You know what? I got a can of tuna in here. You know, I'll, I'll eat a can of tuna. I mean, it's like, it's, we've all been there. You don't want to be there when you're 52, but we've all been there. But I also have the confidence that it'll turn around. And as I walked to the mailbox that day, I opened it up. It was it was Monday night. It's like fucking eleven o'clock p.m. And I uh I got a a letter, and it's you know it's addressed to me, so I get it and I open it up, and I just I I started laughing. I I literally out loud in my courtyard, I just started laughing. Because in this envelope was uh, a check. A settlement check for something called Hale versus State Farm, and we all get those phony checks in the mail where they're like, you, could, you know, there's those fine print that says you could earn, and then it's like ten thousand dollars, yay! Well, uh, I get this check, and I'm like, what the fuck is this for? Like, I, I mean, I have, I haven't been with State Farm Insurance in in fifteen years. I I switched when I moved here. You know, you know, twenty years. So I go in my apartment, I Google it, and it turns out this is a settlement for people who had state farm insurance from like 1987 to 1999. There was a fucking $200 billion settlement that's been, that they lost a lawsuit in 2005 and they've been negotiating back and forth, whatever the fuck, whatever corporations do, all that ridiculous shit. They lost $2 billion. They've been dicking around back and forth since 2005, trying to figure out how much everybody's going to get. And uh, culminating in again a lawsuit from nineteen eighty five or whatever the fuck, and solved and and they lost it in two thousand five. They've been negotiating, haggling for the past fourteen years, and all of that culminates in me on a Monday night in November, broke as a fucking joke, opening up an envelope and getting a hundred and five dollars. Now a hundred and five dollars, as we know, not a lot of money. But when it almost equals what you have in the bank, almost doubles what you have in one of your bank accounts, in your brain, that is a lot of fucking money. And when you're heading out the motherfucking door to buy noodles because you're hungry and can spend a dollar, that might as well have been the fucking mega millions, man. And I didn't, again, out of nowhere, out of the fucking ether, 105 bucks shows up. Like I said, not a lot of dough at all, but I had just put a hundred into that SoFi app. So this covered it. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just serendipity. It's just, I don't know how or why I've been extremely lucky in my life that these sort of things happen. And I, and I see them and I take note of them and I'm like, oh, okay, well that's, that's a fucking amazing, awesome coincidence. And I do appreciate them in the moment. But as time passes I I wind up letting them go. And I don't think I really appreciate the 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 serendipitous quality of something like that happening. And I've decided I can no longer ignore it. And I fucking stood there in my courtyard with a check for $104 and I just I laughed. And I spoke to myself out loud. I started walking cuz I'm like all right, Uh, after I Google it and I found out what it really was, I, I, and that it was legit. I I was like, well, I'm getting this in the fucking bank immediately. So I, I signed it and I walked outside and I, like I said, I was on my way to get some fucking, some macaroni and cheese or spaghetti noodles, whatever the fuck to stay alive. And, uh, and I walked outside and I, I, again, I could not stop laughing and I, I, I got into my carport and I went, oh man, I go, do I have to acknowledge that there's like a Jesus now or something? That's not Right. Right. And I actually looked at the sky like I was like, what the fuck, man? And I and look, I believe what I believe. You believe what you believe. But uh, but it was it was a, a, a pretty welcome fucking arrival that I could not explain. 14 years in the making, this settlement was and then it arrived just when I needed it most. And it's no coincidence that it covered the same amount of money that went into the SoFi app. I don't I don't believe in fate. I don't believe in karma. Uh, You know, Jesus seems like a nice fella for you guys who love him and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Same thing with Mohammed and Buddha and all those dudes. And I, I don't I don't you know, I can't pretend I don't fucking know anything. But I do know that that was a fucking Hail Mary. And it fucking arrived like, I mean, just a crazy Aaron Rodgers into the end zone. Tight end. You've never heard of grabs it for a touchdown fucking victory. And uh, and it's it's weird to feel that way about 100 bucks. But fuck that. It was 100 fucking bucks I needed. That same day I received an email. Uh, And I, I can't go into it. Because this is not official yet. This is not, you know, but, uh, well, fuck, I'll just tell you. Um, I, I think I might've even talked about this on the show eight months ago. I got a note from a lawyer in Boston and they said, Hey, we're, we're holding on to this uh, class action lawsuit against Uber. Do you want to be a part of it? And, uh, to get a settlement of whatever the fuck. And I don't know these fucking people. So I Googled them. It turned out it was a real thing. So I was like, yeah. And uh, and I, I I said it and forget it. I didn't I didn't think about it again, man. It was just like, I threw my name in the hat. And then every month I would get a thing from them. They're like, hey, look, if you want to stay involved, here's some paperwork you have to fill out. So I would. I, I, and I did my due diligence. You know me. Usually I go, fuck this. But I did my due diligence. I filled out every electronic thing they needed me to do. I printed it out and I signed it. I mailed it to their offices. I did it electronically online as well. So it was always done double um, because they told me they were like, you will get this amount. And uh, which made no sense to me. I was like, all right, well, we'll see what happens. I got no fucking clue if this is real or not. But what do I have to lose? It doesn't cost me a fucking thing, but a stamp half, uh, you know, every every couple of months. So every month they'd write and they'd go, Hey, look, we're still, you know, just letting you know, if you want to be a part of this, if you want to opt out, you can let us know, but we're pursuing it. We're trying to figure out what, you know, all this always updates. I'd always read them. If they needed something, I would provide it. Uh, they all, they, I, I will tell you this. They wanted my social security number at one point and I was like, nah, that's good. And they go, okay, well then you'll have to take care of whatever tax obligations you have. I go, that's fine. Happy to do it. Uh, you know, and they were, again, they were in contact with me. It wasn't like some fucking robot. And again, I would Google it all the time to make sure it was a real thing. And it was. And then Monday I received an email that said, congratulations, uh, checks have gone out this morning, uh, for this settlement. Thank you for participating for as long as you did. You, you, uh, whatever the fuck, a, a business letter, but, but basically tell us excellent news. Uh the settlement has been approved and the checks are heading out. They said if you don't have a check by November twentieth, please let us know. So uh I don't have a check yet. But again, again, I I at the time when I'm when I'm literally hanging off that tiny wily e. coyote branch on the on the edge of the cliff, staring into the fucking abyss waiting to plummet down to the desert floor below and just make that fucking poof cloud. Some settlement from State Farm and some settlement from Uber come through with with two consecutive Hail Marys on the same fucking day. Now, I don't have the check from from this Uber settlement, so I don't know what it's going to be. I know what they told me it was going to be. And if it's what they told me it's going to be, I may faint dead away. It's not life-changing, but it is life-changing in that by obtaining it, I will have more room to make the changes in my life that are necessary that I've promised to myself that I will make going forward in 2020. It will make the year of I will that much more of a possibility. You know, when you're digging out and you're at the bottom of the fucking hole with the shovel, you're just tossing out dirt and you're just getting deeper and you keep thinking, well, you know, I got to get out of here, man. I got to get the fuck out of here. Well, if this check is what it's supposed to be, it will be, it will be two hands up out of the hole and, uh, and the ability to go forward and do the things I want to do now. I know what you're thinking. Well, Mike, you know, you got that fantasy baseball money. You bought a ticket to Ireland and then you fucking bitched away October. Yes, I know that. But I can't do it anymore. I can't. I I, doing that and then losing that chunk of money in October, losing my October made me go, you know what, man, what the fuck are you doing? Because I've, I've taught, I, I, like I said, I listened to success is not an option. I listened to that show I did and it ended with me going, I need to succeed for everybody else to make sure that they didn't back the wrong horse. I want to prove everybody right. Who's ever supported me or laughed at me or given me a dime and thought that I was worth something. I want to show them they were fucking right. And here we are seven years later. And I don't know if I have, I've continued to perform at what I consider to be an excellent level. (laughs) Even if it comes out a little late, sometimes I still think I'm doing a decent job here. Lost our way a little bit in the middle, but I think we're back and fucking strong. And I think really good at what I do. Maybe even one of the best but, uh, but I, but I, I haven't made the progress I'm supposed to make. Cause I'm always, I settle. I'm comfortable enough. Hey man, you know what? I got, I got bottled water in the fridge. I can get some Chinese food if I want. I'm okay. I'm doing good. No, man, don't, you can't be just doing good. You gotta, you gotta move forward and thrive. You can't just survive. I need to thrive. And if I get this, if this is, if this is real Then I can use it as as a as a fuel. Then I can use it as a as a a fulcrum to to lift myself up. I can because I can make a schedule. I can make a you know I without having to go. Oh man, I got to drive fucking forty five hours this week. I can drive twenty hours a week and do Twitch every day and and do this podcast and then write the newsletter and write comedy and go do stand up at night and not. And not have to give myself over because, I mean, I've done this before, man. I've had large chunks of money that I've earned or been, or been given and just been like, cool. All right. I got great plans. I got, I got to pay my taxes. I got to do this. I got to do that. And then uh, and I do. I pay some of the taxes and I pay this and I make some adjustments. And then a lien comes and takes almost four grand out of my bank. Not even it was over four grand, 4,200. I think it was. And, and I fucking and you just go, Jesus Christ because life is life. This all happens. It happens to you. It happens to me. It happens to all of us. But if I can, if, if this is real, it provides a base of the pyramid and I can start fucking building. And I, and I, and my brain wants to build and I'm, I'm willing to build. I need to build. I have to build because otherwise just die, man. Just fucking die. If you're just if you're just hiding in your apartment and eating fucking noodles and and saying oh I'm fine everything's good everything's gonna be and you're just you're okay because you can just buy your next fucking meal fuck that man I got a car from 2007 I I, I and I don't need some fucking Mercedes but I mean I I need something more reliable certainly later I I can't if I if anything happens to that car I'm fucking doomed you know what I mean it's just these things where we're all one bad day away from having everything to fuck, you know literally we're the joker all of us are all of us are Arthur you're one bad day away one bad week away from going Jesus Christ because I'll tell you what again I was I was getting there uh having lost my October I went oh Jesus Christ and I'm not even sick that's the thing a lot of people they get it because they're sick or they're incapacitated dude if I went up sick, Cause again, I don't have health insurance now, but it's open enrollment this month. My buddy Alan reached out and he's like, Hey man, you should fucking get on it. Thank you for reminding me. But yes, I already knew I had it open so I can go ahead and start getting, getting health, get health insurance again and get back in the game of fucking living and progressing and doing the things you're supposed to do. And I got to do it. You know, I, I, I said for years I'm like, I gotta do it for, I gotta do it for you guys. I gotta do it for for Jill. I gotta do it for Karen. I gotta do it for everybody who ever supported, everybody who ever thought that I was worth something. I've gotta show them they were right. I've gotta prove to them that they were right. I gotta prove it. Well, yeah, I I I do have to prove it. But I gotta prove it to me first. I can't expect anybody to care. If I don't, I can't expect anybody to root for me. I can't expect anybody to support me if I don't make the effort that would reflect well on that support. I need to show myself that I'm worth something. I need to care about myself more. I need to... Do these things for me and you can all be with me and we can enjoy them together. I need, I need everybody who's ever supported to not only feel like their support was justified, but also to realize that the person they supported became better in the journey and learned that not only did he need the support of others, but he needs the support of himself. And if this Hail Mary hits, it gives me every opportunity to support myself the way I should have for the past fucking 20 years. And I will. You guys can get me at Mike at Mike Schmidt comedy.com. You guys can be my friend at facebook.com slash the 40 year old boy. You guys can be, uh, you can follow me at twitter.com slash the 40 year old boy. You can also find me on Snapchat and Instagram. Did you know that? I need to be more active on there as well. On Instagram and Snapchat, I'm Mike40YOB. Mike40YOB. Find me there. Subscribe. Be my pal. Be my friend. Be my confidant. Be my consigliere. You guys can all join David in the office. It's a crowded office now if you guys join him there. Uh, Our buddy Ryan Dirks does all the web stuff for this show. You can find him. He's available right now at Facebook.com slash Ryan Dirks. Write him a note like I need to write him a note and get him to do some things, which uh, again, who knows with the Hail Mary? Who knows what will happen here? Let's all root for the Hail Mary because uh, I got to do some website stuff. There's plenty of stuff I got to do. You know that we all know that. Um, so find Ryan and write him a note and tell him he's the best and uh, thank him for all the work that he does. And of course, our great friend David Max Hernandez is all the music and the artwork for this show. You can find him at facebookcom David Mex Hernandez. Being his friend is key. Because once you get in there, you can look through all of his photos and his artwork and see all the stuff that he's done in the past for this show as well as others. Also, there's the West Side 86 Jokers page, which is the fan club for this show. You can find that and join and check out all the artwork he's done for this club as well. Uh, and if you become his friend on Facebook, that's important because then you could possibly gain access to his closed group. This is dumb. That's dumb. You're dumb. I'm dumb on Facebook. Uh, it's a closed group where everybody goes in and they're uh, they're angry about everything and they're sharing memes. And they're talking amongst one another and they're trying not to share the same memes because then they'll get scolded by mechs from the big office. Um, but it's a closed group. So if you do join, he's going to send you questions to answer. And once you answer those questions, you'll be bursting in. You know, what, look at those questions uh, like that code in, in Willy Wonka. Doodle little loot, doodle little loot when he opens the door. And that's how the fucking uh, Oompa Loompas show up uh, Rachmaninoff. That's what the lady will tell you. That's what Alice ghostly. will tell you. Was it Alice ghostly? I think it might've been. Uh, but still the point is you become his friend at facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez. And then he will uh, send you, you know, if you want to join the closed group, try to join, he'll send you questions. You look at his artwork. Uh, and that's important too, because if you want to hire this man to do some artwork, you can do that. And the holidays are coming up. So he can do Facebook caricatures. He can do holiday paintings. He can work in oil. He can work in watercolor, whatever the fuck you need him to do. He can do it. Uh, so you can join his group But this is dumb. That's dumb. You're dumb. I'm dumb. Uh, and you can visit his website, artbydmh.com. You can go ahead and check out all the corporate artwork that he's done in the past. Uh, like I said, he's done characters. He's done paintings. Um, he's created characters for the the This Is Dumb page. He's done all of the artwork for my show over the years. Uh, he does all the stuff at the West Side 86 show. The man's, he's a renaissance man, for fuck's sake. So you want to go ahead and find out what he can do for you. You want to hire him to do something. First of all, the key, the first move you make He's become his friend at facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez. Uh, and then you can go ahead and get into his closed group. This is dumb. That's dumb. You're dumb. I'm dumb. You can look at all the different artwork, the disparate artwork that he's done on both of those sites. But also, this is key. You should visit his website to see the work he had done in the past because it is all amazing stuff. Guy cons and Valscapes, everything fucking fantastic at the website art by DMH com. That's A-R-T-B-Y-D-M-H dot com. <laughs>
1: Mind is clearer now, at last all too well, I can see where we all soon will be, if you strip away the myth from the man, you will see where we all. All I ask is that you listen to me And remember I've been your right-hand man all along You made every joker care Now there's jokers everywhere And they'll back you whether right or wrong I remember back when it was your one no talk of jokers, you did it for fun. And believe me, my admiration for you hasn't waned. every new show that you do adds a dozen jokers, maybe two. And their numbers will not be contained. Bowling Brook, your famous son, should have stayed a greater known. Like his mother carving meat, way more discreet. Turkey, ham, and gobble would have kept Bill Schmitty cool. He'd have caused nobody harm, no one alone. Listen, Schmitty, don't you see we're too big? Don't you know we'll get thrown in the brig? We we'll are occupied, have you forgotten how the down we are? a crowd well because I'm always frightened by a crowd and they'll crush us if we go too far if we go And to this warning, I say Please remember that your craft is gay But it's sad to see our freedom Weakening with every show that's made I'm not holding any grudge Who am I to even judge? Ain't even mad you cancelled Shit Brigade Yes, you pulled the plug on Shit Brigade
0: Hey man, why don't you leave me alone? I said, Hey man, I got sponsors on the phone. Hey man. Well, he's a real blam blam slender man. (laughs) Nice. Look at the way I tied that together. How does my brain work folks? I couldn't explain it to you. It's just uh, it's just like fucking multiple monkeys with multiple symbols and they're clank, clank, clanking away, baby. It's just fucking rolling. You can't stop it when it's going downhill. My head's like a fucking water slide, baby. We're just fucking going up and down, up and down. And right at the end, you hope not to smash into your friend's ass. That's the way this fucking podcast works. <laughs> all right. Hey, man, sponsors. Did you know that? We got a couple of them. Uh, podcasts, all. Podcasts, both, if you will. Our good friend, uh, Fearful Jesuit at the Paranoid Strain Podcast. That's right. The Paranoid Strain Podcast available now in your iTunes store. Go ahead and download it. Go ahead and subscribe to it. Go ahead and and be your friend uh, to friends and tell them about it. Go ahead and just shout it from the rooftops, if you will. It is an informationally dense entertainment podcast that debunks conspiracies, destroys them, leaves them burning in his wake. He and Dana Unicorn, fearful Jesuit and Dana Unicorn, just uh, he's wearing a Joker outfit. She looks like Harley Quinn and holy fuck, look at the ass. You want to talk about getting armor all on an ass. I'll buff the shit out of Dana Unicorn's ass. I'll tell you what, by the time I'm through with her, she won't have that accent anymore. I'll fucking rail that accent right out of her. I've never met this woman. Why am I saying these things? This seems awful, right? But that's what happens when you unvarnish the id, baby. That's the water slide. You're just plummeting downward. Wee-hee-hee-hee! Uh, <laughs> so Dana Unicorn and my good friend, Fearful Jesuit, this month they're talking about anti vaxers anti-vaxxers, anti-vaxxers, anti-vaxxers. Uh, again, as I've mentioned before, you will love this show. I've talked about it in, in depth, certainly. Uh, there's fantastic commentary from uh, from a, a, a paranoid strain medical correspondent who really needs to blow his nose. I didn't mention this the last time there is a guy. Uh, I don't want to say his name because they love him he, and it's brilliant, uh, well-reasoned. Solid, intelligent commentary from a guy. And all the all I could think about the entire time is this guy needs his adenoids removed. Like, what the fuck? You're a medical man, man. You got to blow your fucking nose. It's not like, look, we all listen to me in the beginning of this podcast. Certainly can hear some sniffling because doing that fucking voice made my fucking head all clogged for some reason. <laughs> I tell you, I'm not going to do it again. Uh, but this dude, seriously, he needs to fucking do it. He needs to blow his nose or something. Um but it's amazing stuff. You learn about the sharpshooter fallacy. Uh, you learn about Tantra and Melchior. That, of course, is involved. Istanbul and Constantinople, Malaria by a mile. All of the... Look, folks, the milkmaid's protected by cowpox. Uh, we have talked about uh, the early antivactor saying that using the cowpox vaccine would turn people into cows. Heavy black and pendulous comes into play. It all exists, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, again, grimacing caused by autism, possibly because autism is caused by vaccinations. Type 1 and type 2 errors. Bob and Fred and the dragon folks, it's all there. I don't want to give you, I'm not going to fucking spell it all out for you, but it's available now at the paranoid strain podcast. You can go ahead and get it in the iTunes store. Subscribe today. The paranoid strain, fearful Jesuit getting it done at the compound up in the Bay area uh, where I perhaps will be visiting him in July. I don't know. We might, perhaps I could schedule a show in July in San Francisco. Who knows, man? Uh, Why would I tie a show into his, uh, his having me up there? I don't know because I'm, I'm a greedy son of a bitch. Uh fill your hands, you son of a bitch. Not bad for a one-eyed fat man, right? Alright, so our good friend Fearful Jesuit puts out this show. It's called The Paranoid Strain. He and Dana Unicorn and of course Awkward Jesuit. They're they're destroying myths. They're they're the new myth busters, if you will, without but they don't have stupid mustaches. And uh and they about that that hot chick, the mythbusters chick is hot, right? She's isn't there like a famous scene where she wears like a, a like a not a loincloth, like a really skin tight outfit. And then it, could, it turned out you could X-ray it and totally see fucking naked MythBuster. I, th- I think we've all been waiting for Naked MythBuster, myth haven't we? That's you know who thought of that first, Stan Lee. That was actually the Submariner's first enemy, Naked MythBuster. Uh, but it's that hot redhead chick, right? Uh, she's certainly railable. Although I, I guess that's she's gonna let's bust that myth that I could ever have anything to offer that chick. That's a complete myth. I got nothing for her, baby. Um, but oh, to think about it in the twilight years at fifty-two. As I just did a podcast about how I have a $100 and I'm thinking about railing the Mythbuster chick. What a mess. Uh, so, anyway, go to the iTunes store, download the Paranoid Strain podcast. Please subscribe. You can contact them, paranoidstrain at gmail.com. Tell them you heard about the show through us, your good friend Mike Schmidt, uh, and the 40 year old boy podcast. Let him know that we're still hitters. And we're here to go ahead and make sure his life is always full of listeners. Uh, and I recommend the show highly because, again, it's a fantastic, entertaining nine hours. He's he's uh, he's become he's approaching me territory. But at least he has like fucking information to impart. You know me. I'm just talking in fucking circles. But this guy's got a script in a closet. He's fucking making it work. Um, and you should listen. The Paranoid Strain podcast. I, I know people love it. I'm excited and, and grateful that I get to tell you about it. Because then I'm 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 brilliance adjacent. I'm tangentially connected to brilliance. And that makes me happy because then everybody can go, hey, that Paranoid Strain podcast, that's fucking awesome. I heard it from a clown. Uh, and that's really all I need, folks. I just want to be the clown who brings you information. <laughs> that's it. Uh, so please download the Paranoid Strain podcast today. Now we have another sponsor as well. What? We do. This sponsor is another podcast called The Knife Drop. It's our good friend Rob Matsushita. Uh, and Rob is, you know, he does the knife drop podcast. It's about movies. It's about TV. It's about pop culture stuff. Uh, each episode is a grab bag, three different segments. Uh, who knows what it's going to be? It could be terror Tuesday where they watch and break down a horror movie. It could be forgotten movie with big slim McGroovy, which is something again that I wish to never say in my life, but I have to, cause I'm being paid. Uh, that's when bog slim shows up and talks about an unreleased film. Uh, is it bog slim or big slim? I think it's big slim, but uh, there's a typo in the, in the press release here. That's not good. And then, of course, there's Oh No, Udenema. And that's where Aaron and Rob talk about a domestic thriller. And then, of course, there's the 10 minutes about your favorite movie. That's about interviews and sketches. And they talk to somebody about 10 minutes about their favorite movie. Uh, you, you know, there were plenty of special episodes in October. I'm sure they're going to have fantastic holiday episodes. Maybe they'll be looking at, uh, at a wonderful. It's a wonderful life. They'll be watching some Christmas stuff. It's all out there and it's all for you to experience. And you'll only know about it if you go right now and subscribe to the Knife Drop podcast. And uh, and get our friend Rob in your rotation, man. And listen to him and Aaron as they talk about all sorts of cool-ass stuff. Movies, TV, other fun stuff. Everything you could ever possibly want is covered by Rob Matsushita in The Knife Drop. Three words, The Knife Drop podcast available right now in the iTunes store. Please go and download it, subscribe, make it part of your uh, daily routine. Well, not daily, that seems fucking aggressive, but I listen to it once a week. Why not? It comes out once a week. what if you listen to the same episode every day? Who the fuck are you? What are you doing? What if you squeeze me out? By the way, I'm still the king, right? you guys know that. I mean, these podcasts are cool. Paranoid Strain and fucking uh, Knife Drop, that's great. But I'm still your daddy, right? I'm still podcast fucking dad. Don't don't fucking think that you can possibly move off and, uh, and go somewhere else. I still ru- I rule the roost, if you will. I am still fucking. I'm I'm the big swinging dick in the podcast yard, and these two can follow behind me, right? Listen to me first. I I'm out every Thursday or Friday. I don't know. Shut up. Uh, but I'm here, and uh and and guest and we say it all the time. There's a chance I'm queer, and I think you should get used to it. So how about that? Whenever I say I'm here, that's what pops into my fucking head. Look at the, look at the the gay agenda. Look at how it burst its way into my brain. I got Stonewall on the brain, baby. We're here. We're, we're queer. Get used to it. That will never leave my head. That's like this week. Blaine patch tweeted uh, every day. I think of the chef's blend cat food theme song from the from the the, the 80s. And I can't get rid of it. And I was like, I, I I wanted to hug him because I literally in my brain when I read it, I went, it's the four course dinner with the gourmet taste chef's blend do. I'm not joking because it was this. It was like a doo group with beef and cheese and tuna and liver. It's the four-course dinner with the gourmet taste. Chef's blend doo But when he tweeted it, I was just like, you, thank God. I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one who thinks that Toffee Fae is too good for kids, but not too good for you. I'm not the only one who knows that a $100,000 bar lasts a good long time. Or not's the marathon bar. That's the marathon bar. Uh, regardless, all that shit still lives in my fucking brain and it comes out and leaps at you. I don't mean it to, but it does. It leaps on your face like the alien and it hugs and it implants the chef's blend theme song deep into your gut where it will burst out later and scare Yafit Kodo. <laughs> I love that idea. You're having dinner with Yafit Kodo and boom, here comes the four course dinner with a gourmet taste chef's blend dua, and then it hides in the ship and eventually has to fight Ripley. Uh, Ripley versus the chef's blend theme song. Nah, you know what? Call Ridley Scott. Get this shit on board, man. Look at me making stuff happen. It's the year of I will. I've just rebooted the whole alien franchise. We're has to fight theme songs from the eighties. <laughs> I'm cracking myself up. Uh, oh, wait. And Ripley's like, she's in the dark. She's got a flamethrower. She's like, I, what was that? And you just hear it in the distance. Honeycomb's big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? What? What was that? Honeycomb's big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's there? It's not small. No, no, no. (gasps) Come out. Come out. Honeycomb's got a big, big bite. Big, big taste with a big, big bite. (sighs) And then it just fucking kills her. (laughs) Ripley versus the Honeycomb's theme song. Listen to me, motherfuckers. I just threw a pen down to show you how great I am. I am the fucking king. I I am, I'm not, you know what, fuck this, I'm the king, seriously, I, I there are times where I'm like, boo-hoo, I'm not good, fuck you, man, I'm great, that was just fucking straight, oh, that was fucking China white quality dumb, and I shot it right into your ear holes, like a fucking syringe full of heroin, and you're on the nod, right now you're on the nod with my Ripley from Alien versus The Chef's Blend theme song, and then being confronted by the honeycombs, oh, ho, 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 dudes, who's the fucking king, me? Uh, so that's why you listen to me first. Now you listen to paranoid strain. You listen to the knife drop as well, but always me first friends. You know, what else I like is if you listen to me first before them, then it's like, I'm your boss. Then I'm like podcast boss. Cause then I'm like, yeah, you listen to me. And then I'm like, ah, by the way, go listen to fearful Jesuit and paranoid strain. And don't forget to listen to the knife drop. And you're like, yes, sir. And then you go do the things that I say, look at me being a weirdo boss. I like it. Hey, do you want some of this nonsense in your phone? Of course you do. Why wouldn't you hire me? cameo exists. I just got, this is weird. There's a woman I, I, uh, follow on Instagram. Uh, her name is Leah. I don't know. She, she, I think she had a clothes, clothing company called married to the mob Leah something. I don't, I don't even know her last fucking name, but she wrote an amazing article on toxic femininity because when Anthony Bourdain killed himself, you know, uh, he was dating Asia Argento. And everybody's like... And she was like... She, she made a big performative thing of being so sad. And oh my God, I can't believe I lost my Tony. Because whatever. I think I talked about this in the show before where Tony I thought was married, but then he was with Asia Argento all the time and whatever. But then this woman writes an article and she's like, um, Asia Argento was fucking banging everybody. And, she, and then it turns out that Asia Argento might have been a bit of a fucking succubus. And Bourdain might have been driven to kill himself by the actions of Asia Argento. Not like everybody's fragile, but he gets their own fucking things and you can't fucking blame her completely. But... If you can find this article, it was in Penthouse, which I found it online. Cause again, I don't buy Penthouse anymore. As you know, I only write the forum, Dear Penthouse forum. Um, but this woman Leia, it was a fantastic article about toxic femininity. And, and cause you know, we all know toxic masculinity is fucking brutal and it is, it is hurting a lot of us and hurting a lot of the planet. And certainly women are constantly on guard for it because people are terrible. But this article on toxic femininity, um, I, I may know a little something about it. And so I read the article and I was like, wow. And it, and then to learn about Bourdain and it was a very interesting read to find a, a perspective from a woman's perspective about, Hey, look, um, you know, men aren't, aren't always the driving force in broken or destructive relationships. So it was, it was an interesting read and, and certainly coming from a, a woman's perspective. So uh you can find it I'm sure online it was just I would look for toxic femininity and Leah L E A H and then penthouse and I'm sure Google that and it'll come up but it's a fucking great article anyway I follow her on Instagram and now she's on Cameo and I I'll be honest with you I don't know I don't know who would hire the woman who wrote the toxic feminine. I'm I'm sure she's done millions of other things. She's accomplished all sorts of things that I don't know about. I only know her because of that article, put her on my radar. And then I followed her and she's, you know, she's an attractive lady and uh, she does interesting things. I like the fact that she's in New York and she takes, you know, photographs there. She'll be traveling and uh, it's fun to keep up. You know, that's what you do. You find people to keep up with their life and it's kind of neat. So I'm that way. I'm on cameo, although I'm never taking photos of fucking whatever the fuck I do a fucking thing here in my living room. And I tell you, Hey, what's up, dick? uh, or I go, Hey, what's up? Lovely person who loves me and is cool. Uh, so cameo is the way to get me. You can get the cameo app on your phone, book cameo, uh, online, but download cameo app and then find me and then hire me. And I'll go ahead and say cool things to you and your friends. It's fucking awesome. Or I'll say shitty things to you and your friends. The way that it's funny. Cameo's big thing now is they're pitching it like fantasy football. Trash talk just got that much more intense. And they'll have some fucking YouTube guy going, ha, your team sucks. And like in the commercial. And, um, I mean, I guess if you want to spend the money to have me tell somebody that their football team sucks, that's fine. And I'll mock them with my successful teams that I have two of right now. Um, whatever the fuck you want me to do again, if you book me on cameo, I'll do it. I'm fucking there. So fucking hire me. It's there. Put it on your phone, book, or whatever the fuck. A lot of famous people too. You have to weed through them to find me, but I'm there and I'll do the job. Look at my reviews. I think I have, uh, I think I might have nine out of 10 five-star reviews. I don't know what that 10th person was thinking, but still it exists. Who wants to drive for Uber and Lyft? Is it you? Is it you? Uh, You know, I'm going to talk about that. I'll talk about it a a little bit. We'll talk about that later. Uh, Please remember that the, 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 the hey, Mike, add me at gmail.com for the SoFi app. We'll call that a sponsor as well. Hey, Mike, add me at gmail.com write me with your your say if you want to be added to my new mailing list that's for the newsletter that's going out obviously i'll hit you up about the sofi thing too but uh but the newsletter is important because i'm going to be doing that every week now and uh and i like to think that i'm just as funny in the written form i like to think that when i do this oh listen to this what did i just type honey comes big yeah 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 uh, so, uh, so please hire me, uh, or hire me or some of your note, some of your fucking note. We've already hired me for cameo. Send me a thing at, Hey, Mike, add me at gmail.com. And I'll have your note and put you back on the newsletter list, which is going to start going out soon. Um, we have a YouTube channel. Check that out. It's got all sorts of cool stuff on there. That's uh, youtube.com slash the 40 year old boy. Uh, there's the Amazon link. Go to Mike Schmidt Go to the merchandise page, which is the Joe business page. And, uh, and if you click on the Amazon link, then you're shopping. We get money. They get money. You get stuff. It works out perfectly. Thank you so much for thinking of us and always going ahead and supporting that. It makes me very happy. Uh, and, and I can't stress enough with the holidays coming up. It's a really good thing to do. Black Friday's coming. All of these things. Please use the link. Because, it, again, a lot of people are using Amazon during the holiday season. Using the link makes a huge difference. Um, as you know, I'm Side Hustle Jenkins. So I come at you now with the Amazon link and ask you to use it because it really does make a difference. Uh, I have a Patreon page, go to patreon.com slash Mike four O Y O B, uh, or just put in the 40 year old boy or Mike Schmidt at patreon.com. And you'll find me if you want to become a, a person who is subscribing or a patron of this show, that would be great. I'd appreciate it very much. Uh, it helps the show out immeasurably, as I've mentioned, again, side hustle Jenkins and it, it's, uh, it's, it helps to cover my rent. It helps cover my bills. What I would like to do is get it to a point where it's covering or I can go out of town and actually do stuff. Um, and that would be cool too. I mean, I'm living off of it now. I mean, I'm not living off of it. I mean, I still got to work other stuff, but as I said, it covers a big chunk of, of my life is my rent and that the Patreon covers like two thirds of that and whatever it really helps. So thank you so much. If you want to become a patron at Patreon, please do uh, Amazon link at Mike comedy.com the merchandise page. We get money. They get money. You get stuff. Click on that, please for shopping. YouTube channel exists. I have a Twitch channel. Uh, I'll be streaming pretty much every day except Sundays and I'll be playing video games and having fun. We're in the middle of Spooktown right now. We're playing the evil within two and playing some monster stuff, killing monsters, running around, trying to save our daughter. Totally fun. And, uh, and I, I'll be there every day except Sundays going out and, and having fun. Certainly. Uh, well, I don't know about I'm having fun. Uh, of course I'm having fun. Come watch me have fun. Come watch me yelling as I try to kill fucking giant bubble monsters. That's totally fun. All these scary ass zombies and fucking there's a buzzsaw chick. I got to fight buzzsaw chick a couple of times. Ah, oh, it's a mess. Uh, but it's fun. And people tune in and we have a lot of guys. Well, who did I just kill last night? I killed Stefano Valentini, murderous photographer. I know you're thinking that doesn't sound like much of a game, but it was fun. He kept disappearing and I kept shooting him with a shotgun when he'd appear. I finally killed him. It was great. He killed me like five times before that, though. But nah, that's neither here nor there. Come watch me handle Stefano. Although I've already handled Stefano. Come watch me handle the other monsters, whoever else fucking shows up. Right now I'm in a medieval fucking torture chamber. That's not fun. All right, who cares? That's the Twitch channel. Twitch.com/mike40yob or just look for Mike Schmidt Twitch, 40-year-old boy Twitch. It's the 40-year-old boy Twitch channel. Follow and subscribe, that'd be great. Helps me out as well. Uh, every little bit helps. Thank you so much for thinking of me everybody, and that's super cool. Uh, we've mentioned Amazon, we've mentioned Patreon, we've mentioned YouTube. Um, and we've mentioned hey mike add me at gmail.com. That was big. Uh, I'm going to throw this out there too because it was suggested to me by a listener, our good buddy Chuck. You know, last year we did a 40 year old boy Christmas party on Twitch and a listeners sent gifts to my PO box. And then, uh, I opened stuff on the air and that was totally fun and awesome. Well, November is upon us. And, uh, I don't have a date picked out yet because I, um, by doing this, it makes it sound like, Hey, everybody send me presents. And that just seems like a fucking non-starter to me. And I know it seems strange, but Chuck was like, dude, come on, man. It was a fucking great thing last year. People saw you open their gifts. It was really fun. You interacted. It was great. We had hot chocolate. Uh, we had Biscoff cookies. I had a fucking Santa hat on. It was totally fun. And if that's something you think you would want me to do again this year, tell me. Leave it on the West Side 86 Jokers page. Send me a note or send it. You know, when you send me the note at heymikeadme at gmail.com, say, yeah, man, I'm in for the Christmas party. Um, Again, like I said, I don't want it to look like, hey, please send me gifts. Boo hoo. But if you do want to send me something, I'll give you the P.O. box. Just go ahead and write me and, and ask for it, and I'll be happy to send it to you. The reason I get this out of the way now is because we're you know Christmas is a good month and a half away, but if people are overseas, we had our buddy Hugh, who sent me stuff last year from England, uh, Hugh, who sent me a pile of Vimto candy as well later on. That was fucking cool as shit. Um, so So if you're overseas or Canada or anybody wants to ship me things, and you don't have to, please. You don't if because, you, you, again, if I get one thing, maybe I'll do a fucking show. I'll open it and then we'll be done in 15 minutes. Who the fuck cares? Last year it was like over two hours. It was totally fun because everybody sent me a bunch of stuff, which was fucking crazy. If you want to do that again this year, that's great. If there's interest, I will do it. If there's not, that's totally fine. You don't have to send me a gift. Everybody's got their own fucking family to think about. And that's fine. Uh, but I also don't want to talk you out of it. And my friend seemed adamant that he thought that people would do it. So thank you, Chuck, for coming up with that suggestion and saying that I should mention it now because Christmas is upon us so uh, I throw it out there. If you guys want to do it, write me and tell me, and I'll send you the P.O. box, and then we'll do the show around Christmas, you know, and, and if you don't want to do it, again, totally fine as well, but don't send me a note and say, I don't want to do it. <laughs> How shitty would that be? Yeah, Mike, I thought about it. Fuck you and fuck Christmas, or at least fuck your Christmas. Goodbye, and also don't add me. <laughs> okay, fine, um, so that's the thing. If you want to do it, go ahead and let me know, and uh, again, Uber and Lyft, if you want to be a driver, you want to be a passenger, this is the code to use. For Uber, DJZW1YTTUE, that's DJZW, the number one, YTTUE, all lowercase. For Lyft, it's Mike720057, 720057, Mike720057, 720057, all caps on the mic. So it's DJZW1YTTUE for Uber, Mike720057 for Lyft, all lowercase for Uber, all caps for Lyft. And that's if you're a first time rider, because then it gets me a spiff, not much of a spit, but it gets me one. But if you're a first time driver, if you want to become a driver, especially for the holiday season, you want to make extra money, use my uh, fucking code, man, because that's another side hustle. If you do enough rides, I get a fucking bonus from them. And that makes me happy. I will tell you this. I don't know why you'd ever want to be a driver in Los Angeles. I'm leaving you now because I have to go take a friend to the airport and, uh, they have fucked up the airport in such a way I can't even remember. I used to bitch about the airport here. I told you that they did this thing where uh, Uber did I even, did I talk about this last week? I fucking might have. Holy fuck! I'm worried about it now. Well, I'm still gonna tell you. Uber and Lyft can only pick up on the on the de, the the, the, like the departure level. On the arrival level, that's where taxis are, and that's where uh, where people, regular people, and taxis can pick up. But Uber and Lyft have to drop off and pick up on the departure level. So it was like this fucking they increase traffic exponentially by like fucking 70%. It's insane. So now they there's their idea. They're like, "Hey, here's the good news. We're going to have a new lot offsite for Uber, Lyft and taxis, and then people will just have to take a fucking shuttle bus over there." So dudes, Now they've cut off all of the fucking Uber and Lyft traffic going wherever, but they've increased the fucking shuttle bus traffic. And also they've inconvenienced the travelers in ways you have no fucking idea. You used to be able to walk off the plane and order an Uber. The end. Now you got to walk off the plane, find the Uber thing, wait for the Uber shuttle, take to the Uber lot. Then there's a bunch of fucking cars. It is a goddamn mess. This, I have never seen a better idea be so poorly executed as Uber and Lyft. This thing where you can punch a fucking phone code in and get a ride. It's fucking brilliant. But these motherfuckers keep doing, oh yeah, no, you got to go here. Here, or, oh, oh there's a pool and oh there's an x and wait there's a luxury and then you don't want to talk to your driver like they keep adding they keep tweaking dude the fucking bottom line was punch a code in and get you know hit an app and get a ride the end you don't need x and black and luxury and Uber they keep fucking with it because they're trying to get more and more money out of the fucking consumer and now this airport thing they're trying to be all things to all people what if we did this and what if we did that what if we had a shuttle what if we moved people over there and what if there was a people mover and, dude nobody fucking cares Honestly, just fucking get people from here to there. You're a people mover. You're not a fucking, you're a fucking ride. You're a car. You're a company. You're just, you're nobody important or special. You're not a fucking rocket science company. You're not a goddamn NASA. You're just fucking cars. You've already tricked the world into working for you. Now you're going to go ahead and trick everybody else into jumping through more fucking hoops for you, you fucking cunts. How do you not make enough fucking money doing this? You've already stolen from everybody, you Robin Hood motherfuckers. And now you're going to go ahead and trick people into going here and taking a shuttle
1: podcast podcast, podcast. <laughs>